Hello. Hello there. Long time no see all of my fellow nerds. It's been a hot minute. Uh, we are glad to see you guys as handsome and, and beautiful faces once again. Uh, this is you're now tuned in to season three, episode six, Saturday Night Nerds live stream and podcast. And today I got uh Will Will could not make it, so uh well wish well wishes to him, my bro. Uh Cameron is in the house and we got Kim Pachi subbing in as well. So we may or may not see the nerd king Danny Stewart. Uh he might pop in maybe a little bit later in the stream, but uh there's a lot of service issues out where he's at right now. So uh Godspeed with him and his internet connection. Cause he's he's out in Branson, so yes, sir. And the first comment of the night is Willie Mack, ladies and gentlemen. He he he's over at that filling podcast network. If you are not familiar, so you that's home to several oh, different really? podcasts. Uh, you got no gimmicks, smoke fit, smoke pit. Excuse me, my my mouth is flipping over itself, and it's one of my favorites. And then you got um, Queens of Nerdum. And uh, the patio and a couple other hot hot topics. So you can go to uh, Spotify to check out all the different shows that they have, and then they have a merch website. So if you can't if you can't find them on uh, any streaming platform, you can always find them on social media under that Feeling Podcast Network. And then uh, they have a couple Facebook groups for fans that you can go to uh, see what all they have going on. So uh, for tonight's show, we're going to be talking about like everything that happened in the month of June for nerd culture. And um, we so we got uh, straight out the gate can uh, Transformers uh, Rise of the Beasts. And then uh, we'll go into maybe like covering Secret Invasion Episode one. Uh, and we may talk about Flash a little bit, Demon Slayer, Swordsmith Village arc, uh, and, and then uh, cap it off with, um, what was the third topic? The third topic was, oh, Black Clover, Black Sword Clover. of the Wizard King. So I, I have all the banners ready to go, and I just couldn't remember the name for the life of me. But um, <laughs> let's see. So we'll get right into the theme song, and then hopefully you guys enjoy the show. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to season three, episode six of Saturday Night Nerds live stream and podcast. I'm your host, Deontay the Giant, with my fellow co-hosts, Cameron and Kenpachi. How we doing? Yes. Up, 
it's another day another dollar and we got an entire month of nerd culture stuff to cover so uh without further ado we'll we'll jump right into uh topic number one which is transformers rise of the beasts so uh if you, if you i'm not sure if you've seen it kim pachi but me and cameron went to go see it uh at some point like a couple weeks ago what's that he saw it when it came out oh he, he did he go before us or no 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 uh I just recently watched it. Oh, okay. Yeah, me and me and Cameron went. I think it was it with Blake. We went with Blake the first week it came out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we went that Thursday or that Friday. I couldn't remember. It's it should have been the Thursday. Blake's usually like uh, only on Thursdays now lately. Yeah, I, it, it, we yeah uh, we went to a couple movies on like the Thursday night uh, this month. We went to see like Flash on premiere night. Spider Man too. Spider Man. Yeah, we we've seen like three movies on on a Thursday this month. And if anything, yeah, we'll probably yeah, go yeah. see. Y'all been busy. Yeah. yeah, been a busy month. And if anything, we'll probably go see Indiana Jones this Thursday too. Yeah, man, that Thursday smoke up on us fast. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I put Jacob's film perspectives up there. It's, it's like, dang it, I clicked on Rise of the Beast. And, <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> got the wrong TV show, dude. It's like, dang it. That, that, that was definitely uh, a, very, a fairly decent Transformer movie. It was better than... Um, decent? I think it's one of the best ones. It, it really is. I, I wasn't too crazy about the Michael Bay uh run but um well when they first started out like they were really great like just explosive and new territory but as they kept going granted i love transformers but as they kept going they're just like there's explosions and just like so and so and just yeah but i don't know it, yeah it's the a slow good, motion and it's, yes yes and keynotes in a michael bay movie not just a transformers michael bay movie and any michael bay movie yeah, yes. you, you hear that sound effect. You you it's either inspired by him or that is him. The, the, the turtles movie, uh, ambu- uh, ambulance, just anything that he's directed. Yeah, I and still he, haven't seen his Michael Bay right. turtles movie. They're they're decent. They're not terrible. Like what? Despite what the public says, I like them. <laughs> they're not the originals, but still. But oh. they they were they were definitely okay. Those are the ones that had uh, Megan Fox. Uh, what's that? Megan Fox is uh, April O'Neil. Right, right. I was talking about as Casey Jones. Oh, Stephen Amell. They, they got yeah, Stephen Amell as Casey in the second one, which I, I, I don't know about you guys, but that's why I went to see the movie was to see Green Arrow as Casey Jones. Casey Jones. And he didn't disappoint. <laughs> I, not. I loved both of them because of him. And then, I don't know, the raft was really... Uh, different but exceptional in those mm-hmm. movies i loved how he was kind of a monster that, that was the, that was yeah that was the guy who who started monk like all those years ago mm. my, my there's a there's a lot of monk watching in my house too my family loves that show mm-hmm, yeah that uh, he played uh he played splinter in the, in the newer movies but yeah but uh but now let's let's take a step back to transformers uh yeah uh, Kenny, uh, since you saw just like recently, what you tell us what you thought? 
Uh, I really enjoyed the fact that it was sort of a step away from exactly what you're saying. Uh, my favorite Transformers movie has been Bumblebee, and I know that's weird. So, like, no, this no, one, it's it's one of my favorites too. It's not weird at all. I, I totally did not. That. I, yeah, I just didn't see that coming. Yeah, that that is a good pick though. Uh, like, I mean, I I'm probably weird that I liked all of them so far. I didn't dislike any single Transformers movie. I did get tired of the all the Michael Bay crap. The it's just the same thing over and over again. But everyone does Transformers, so I, I didn't mind watching them. Uh, this one, I liked the fact that it stepped away from like it wasn't all about the Transformers. The 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 people in it played a part. There was sort of a mystery that they were figuring out i mean yeah it was all pretty predictable in that aspect but uh it was enjoyable to watch the fight scenes were good and well done i really the combiners i i like that they touched on the combiners i don't know if that was something in the comic books but how uh mirage wrapped around noah that was something I remembered from some of the cartoons back in the day. You know uh, what? Now, yeah. that, now that you're mentioning, it, I do remember the combiners. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot bit more sense. But no, I'm I absolutely agree with you. I look because they kept like the live action, like the the in person human cast very small. I like that a lot because it gave more focus to the the Transformers themselves, Optimus, Mirage, uh, the Terracons, the Maximals. It actually focused on what we're wanting to see but it still kept the human aspect like very i thought they did a great job with the cast for sure and especially with dude i wasn't for some reason i was not expecting to hear pete davidson's voice when mirage was speaking i was like oh what the hell you but know kanye boycotting this movie he was actually really i actually liked him as mirage he was really good he was really funny and just like like he was a really good choice they did a really good choice for like all the casting in this for sure. And I feel like, yeah, he. I feel like he improved Mirage. Honestly, he, I would think he would have. Yeah, he did absolutely. Like, because uh, he's Pete Davidson. He's a comedian, and the, he, like Mirage is young. He's just like going off by what he thinks. So yeah, it makes sense that he would go just improv. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I relate to like mid twenties females because I like Pete Davidson. You know. Oh, he, I like Pete uh, Davidson. He's too. cool. <laughs> He's definitely he's, cool. He's definitely he, cool. Like I know some people aren't a fan of him or like think he's overrated, but no, he's a good actor. He's funny as hell when it's done right, and yeah, he's great. I just yeah, was not I, expecting it. I honestly feel like right, he, he he he's just getting it in, and people are hating on him because he he just dated like a whole list of some of the top crushes of all time. True, like that's why people Kardashian, don't like him. Then he dated. Yeah. Didn't he date Megan Fox? Uh, if he has it, he, she might be next. But they used to be <laughs> right. he, he would have to go through Machine Gun Kelly in order. Yeah. To get so and, and they're best friends. They're best freaking friends. Oh, so the, for them to like trade off girlfriends, like all right, MDK, you date Kim Cat, Kim Kardashian, and I date uh, that, Megan. All, it's, it's just like what? That's a whole other thing. Uh, Lord, but top top tier wife swapping. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's just like, dude, what, how how much how much crazier can your life get? You went from Kate Beckinsale, to Ariana. I'm probably I, I not even in the right order. Yeah, it's 
crew. Kate, Kate, Beckins, Kate Beckinsale, Ariana Grande, and then like a he, couple others. He went from pop star to underworld, uh, underworld vampire to reality star. And he was he was engaged to Ariana Grande. This is just like, bro, what? I remember that. Yeah, that's too. And he's uh, probably but, got a couple more exes before he even met Kim. So it's it's just, his list is uncalled for. Right, but no, and also uh, what Kenny said about uh, the combiners. I thought that was because that's like something that we would want ourselves, like a little miniature like Transformers suit that we can just so we can be in the fight. I was like. Telling like Blake right next to me, dude, I've had this before in a movie. Like, oh my god, like that was so sick. That was like, oh my god, I want one. Give me one. Honestly, yeah. I I, I would have thrown down with him just to get me one of those suits. That that suit's lit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Shoot, I the the suit was pretty cool. Um. Uh, I honestly, I wanted the. I can't remember the 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 beasts. The max, the maximals. The maximals, yeah. I I wanted to see them transform a little bit too. I, I mean, we did get thing. to see them a little bit, but toward near the end. But they, still, they weaponized themselves a little bit. But I wanted mm -hmm. to see like go all out. Let me show you like, cause mm -hmm. I grew up. I grew up with. Uh, I don't know if it was Beast Wars or just Transformers, like something beast. Probably and one I, of the I, Beast Wars. Beast yeah, Wars. Beast Wars was like a huge like stable for like the Maximals and like Predacons and all that. Like it's like Danny's like favorite like series. Yeah, yeah I, I grew up with Cheetor. Has the the Maximals and the uh, Predacons in it. Yeah, because growing up, all the the Optimus Prime that I knew, he was always a gorilla. I I didn't see the truck Optimus Prime until like two mm thousands. -hmm. Which is why they have Optimus Primal in that voice by the legendary Ron Perlman. Yeah. Play from like... T-Titans, Hellboy. Uh, he's just, he's been in just about everything. So, yes, it, like, well, God, I love Ron, Ron Perlman. Perlman. Yeah, Ron Perlman is a freaking, he's he's my favorite Hellboy we've gotten so far. He's and he was the Hellboy. first. Yeah, he was, he was yeah the best. The OG. <laughs> and also, if anyone didn't recognize her voice, that was Michelle Yao, who was Air Razor, the bird. Yeah, I, I'm in love with her. That she's a, that is a queen. I mean, yes. she's been in just about everything too, and now like getting like her recognition now more than ever. But they've got yeah. some like they get some like top tier voices. And Peter Dinklage, he was the leader. He was Scourge. He was Scourge. Yeah, that, that was That's Peter Dinklage. I, 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 I never saw the credits. Past, yeah. yeah, you you can hear it a little bit, but just barely. But still. But the voice that surprised me the most, like outside of Pete Davidson, was the voice for Unicron, who was Coleman Domingo. If anyone doesn't know, Coleman Domingo, yeah. he's one of the stars for Fear the Walking Dead. He's Victor Strand. He's great on that series. And just, I could hear it, it, it definitely in the voice. And I was like, oh my God. Strand. Who did Coleman Domingo play again? And he was, he was Unicron. He was the planet. Nice, nice. That's a, that's a really. He's gonna get his name on the map for that. Honestly, if he hasn't, oh, he's definitely on the map already. That's just gonna yeah. make sure he gets on it more. Yeah, that that that'll that'll seal the deal because that's the guy that me and some people from the group we want him to be Blue Marvel for Marvel. Ooh, okay. The, the MCU Blue Marvel. That's the guy that we got donned a suit. And I oh. love Coleman Domingo. Oh, absolutely. He's a great actor for sure. He's 
definitely like top tier for sure yeah i think my problem was is i as soon as i saw the trailer i i, I wasn't I was interested in seeing the the maximals but at the same time the trailer kind of just weirded me out so i just like i'm going to the moves i'm gonna see it and i'm just not going to care who's probably, probably because it's just like it gave off a different vibe it was something different than we we haven't seen obviously because they are all directed by michael bay but it got yeah. me the trailer got me excited because like we, it felt like a like a real transformers movie like actual like a full-scale like battle like battlefield with transformers yeah, Scourge, Scourge and his little crew were some powerful mofos, man. No joke, and oh my, they were. It was. We only got to dive into like Scourge as like a hunter, kind of like how Lockdown was, but yeah. th but still, like they were terrifying. And also, like what shocked me, and like I'm so glad it didn't stick. And apologies for anyone who who hasn't seen this movie. And, well, it's about to be spoiled, but it's You're your own spoiling fault. Spoiling that, yeah. <laughs> but dude, the fact that they actually killed Bumblebee, like, like, oh my god, like my heart dropped Man. for a second. Yeah, I, I, I was, I just about wet my pants. I, I had a whole bucket of popcorn and sitting in my lap, and I almost crushed it with my thighs because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Bumblebee, oh no. I was thinking, no, they can't dude. kill Bumblebee. If that, if they kill Bumblebee, then like. What the fuck's gonna do that? This is already fucked up timeline. Yeah, Blake. Blake is looking over me like, bro, the, shh, calm down. I'm about to stand I up. Blake, and I was like, dude. Yeah. It's like you can't. I, I knew. I, I had a feeling Bumblebee was going to get the axe because they they wanted to make this movie have an impact. That's how. You, that's exactly how you do it. Well, I get it. Like, I guess that, that we need to like kill like one or two like of us to make her feel real, but not Bumblebee. Like, he outside of crime, he's the mascot for like Transformers. Yeah, so here's the thing is that they didn't. I mean, because we're in the spoiler territory, right? At mm -hmm. the end, he came back. No, no, There's no, I no, know that. Nothing is. This, I. That's something that I get. I I really get irritated with American movies sometimes because. Like, at least in Asian films, you have some deaths and some finality to things. There's actual uh, stakes. There's something actually at stake. Because in this movie, just like with a lot of the a lot of the Marvel movies that we watch, I don't feel like there's anything really at stake. Because, I mean, who's really going to die and stay dead? They just come back. Yeah, this is exactly that. why I like Doctor Strange too, because it showed you the consequences of facing off with Scarlet Witch. Mm -hmm. No, 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 I agree with you guys for sure. Like, I, I understand that, like, there has to be some like finality, especially when it comes to like death. But there's like, but I was certainly glad that Bumblebee did not die. But I would, I would understand if like you guys were, would have been like, oh, they should have kept him dead. Like, it should have been final. Like, but no, I'm glad they didn't. But I also and I also gotta say I like the sound the songs that they picked for this movie the movie the soundtrack it just felt like 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 eight, 80s 90s vibe like the Beastie Boys and just like all the songs they had like don't call it a comeback right when Bumblebee jumps out of stratosphere and into the battle that was like oh hell yes that's a beat they're trying to go toe for toe to toe with James Gunn. That's what they're trying to do. Because... And they actually, and they use like real, because I don't think outside of Bumblebee, the other movies didn't really use like a lot of like songs that throughout their movies. But I do remember like the first two had like Green Day in them uh, for some reason. I think it was yeah. because they were big at that time, but still like didn't really use a, like a lot of like songs like throughout the movie, like 
moments or like scenes or anything. Yeah, this movie. This one. Yeah, this movie was really heavy on hip hop too. Like that. That's not. That's not common, especially in like. Uh, I I would say like superhero fantasy films. Like hip hop. Hip hop isn't all too common like that. Like you can you can expect it in across the Spider Verse and movies like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did it with instead of Spider Verse, they did it with. They definitely do it with like some the Guardians for sure, and they. Even the like the trailer for Marvels has a bit of a hip hop vibe because of the, the Beastie Boys song they have in it, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with like some hip hop in like mo- movies like this. Yeah, it, well, it's, it's 2020. Uh, oh, I was gonna say I think that the the soundtrack had a lot to do with. I mean, they made a big deal about when it started out, pointing out that it was 1994. Right, yeah. right. Like that, that and, and that was all the music that they were playing was music from that era so i i think that that's why they went with that music is that it, it not only that it in in movies especially something like this you want something that's going to be kind of thumping in the background so it you know hip-hop just makes a great soundtrack in general it definitely yeah, does it, it, everything was like movie. deliberate deliberately chosen like the song placement the song choices and then the setting of the entire movie mm-hmm. then you got a, all your main characters biracial mm-hmm. uh, you, you got brooklyn and then the rest of your cast is kind of like people of color as well and it's just like anthony right. ramos yeah fishback just like every, everyone yep. like yeah i i, I guess part of this movie was definitely like an attempt at inclusion and, it, and i don't I don't think they missed the mark on inclusion. I just think like no, I, they I haven't. Not. But still, like you when, know what like, they did it, and it wasn't the thing that everyone's talking about after the movie. How fucking woke it was because they they <laughs> right. included everybody in it. How how dare they do that? We can't include people in things. We uh, must. A small percentage of people will be like, okay, they're definitely like feeling that for sure. But no, no, you're right. Yeah, like the leads here were definitely like more like like biracial for sure. Like like Anthony Ramos and Dominique Fishback, the African American yeah. and Ed, as Latino, African American uh, love interest. That and exactly not and not even a love interest. Like that, that's a, that's something they did too. They didn't really like make them like yeah. lo- love interest with each other. Just like there for the task there for their families yeah like i like that too like you don't always have to like force like two like i've got male and a female man and a woman like together together yeah it it, it definitely looked good it, it like imagine like being like a child going into the theater and that's like your first transformers movie ever it's just like wow it's like all these characters look just like me and this it, it, it's it's pretty cool i i get I give them an A for effort for that, and um, it, it wasn't too obvious that the, that they, what they were going for, like outside of the soundtrack and then picking '94 Brooklyn, uh, this movie was still at the end of the day a Transformers movie. Oh, for sure, it absolutely sure. was a Transformers movie, but it also like tr- and uh, spanned across Earth, like going through like from Brooklyn to Peru and just taking in the location, the beauty of the planet, and just. And I also like that they showed a different side to Optimus Prime because not Optimus Prime we all like know and love. Like he's like we must protect the humans if we, we must like aid them and like have them help us if they're willing to. But here he's like 
you brought you brought a human here? Are you freaking kidding me? He's like he doesn't trust any anyone on this planet. He doesn't like anyone on this planet. Like like he's young. Like the war has affected him. Like he doesn't want to be here. Like he doesn't want to help outside of his own people. And like damn, okay. Yeah, I, man, he he was kind of a douchey leader, but at the same time, you get him. You protectorate for sure, protective for yeah. sure. Uh, uh, all, definitely cold, but just not what I was expecting. But it, I liked it. I mean, he, he, eventually he grows, and also it helps that he learns a little bit from Optimus Primal, who's been on the planet for a long time, longer than Optimus, and like and dealing with humans longer too. Yeah, and even though as humans are not perfect. Trust me, we are nowhere near perfect, but he sees that, uh, Primal sees that humans can be better, that they can be and do better. And that he's just like offering Optimus the chance to see that. Can you imagine just how to... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Can you you imagine just like being complimented by Optimus Prime himself? Like he just said, oh, you're a warrior like me. Oh, man. You talking to me? (laughs) <laughs> just, just, just having Optimus Prime talk to me would be like, you looking at me? Are you actually noticing me? And then I faint. <laughs> oh! Jesus. Lord. What were you about to say, Kimpachi? Oh, I was going to say that they mentioned something about Optimus and his attitude in the movie. Uh, that, you know, his the fact that he's lost so much he's not the same person same transformer that he was a long time ago he's not the person that the, he's not the hero that they talk about in the legends that right. optimus primal has heard about and so you see maybe he might get some of that back as the movie progresses on but uh his his own personal losses have caused him to care about the battle, the fight, more than the casualties. I the, guess the, the the casualties, the people, the things, the things that you're losing in the war. Not just casualties as in people, but like what are you sacrificing? What other worlds? What other civilizations? Does that none of that matter to save your own? And what are you really fighting for? Right, and that's not what they're about. Right, but he gets there eventually, and like like I said, he's this, the war on Cybertron. It affects him. It changes him, and being on Earth does affects him for sure. But it also helps him like see a different perspective, like look through a different lens, and it definitely helps him grow and become the leader that who he's meant to be. Absolutely, because I'm I'm used to him being kind of cold from the TV show as well. Because when he was Optimus Prime, the gorilla, like he he was cold then too. Like Titor got on his nerves, and the the other Transformers occasionally got on his nerves, but definitely Titor, which was like my favorite beast uh, out of all of them. And uh, I I don't I don't remember Air Razor being um, in the TV show, but this this version of her and in the movie was really cool and just kind of like godlike almost like i i i I love the portrayal of this character and uh you said was michelle yo the one that played the voice of air razor yeah she was the bird she was air razor yeah that's man they they cast my girl they i know they did they did a great job with the casting even though we didn't really get to like 
explore or meet like go into depth with too much more like the other max ones but hopefully maybe if they do another we can so yeah honestly i'm, I'm ready for a second one because I, I i've already forgiven the first one for the mistakes that it made i <laughs> i I'm, I'm expecting the second time around i want to see a little bit more on the autobots definitely Dive, dive in a little bit deeper into the Autobots, and then that post-credit scene just oh. opened a whole a whole new can of worms. I know, I know. But before before we get into post-credit scene, let's just take a moment and because Peter Cullen, the voice of Optimus Prime, uh, he's been doing this for nearly 40, 40 50 years, I think, because yeah. he first started in nineteen eighty four. That's like ne nearly forty years. I was like, dude, that that voice is iconic as it gets. It, it really is. I mean, they've done, they've had other people voice Optimus Prime, but to, yep. like, it's like Kevin Conroy, like do it voicing Batman. He is Optimus Prime, no matter what. And absolutely, Peter, and Let Peter, he's he's eighty one. That man is eighty one years old. Man, dang it, man, it's time. I, I won't jinx him, but you, you know he's gonna bite the dust in the. In the we don't know that. We don't know that. We've we've already lost enough of, of this year. We don't need to lose anymore. Thank you very much. He's yeah. also can. He's also from Quebec. Canadians are the nicest human beings on the planet. I mean, yeah. this is this is true. This is true. Yeah. But uh, but yes, if any again anyone else who has not watched this movie, leave now because the ending of this movie. Just opens a whole can of worms. Before we go, like... I, I want to throw one more thing out there because since they had a combiner in the movie, mm -hmm. and we had the or not a we had the uh, yeah suit. the little combiner suit guy, but we've never really had like the full combiners like we had in the show, like like. Like the mini we had ones. the Constructicons and the one of the other ones, but it didn't make like the big robots. Like we didn't have. I, I want to see like the aerial bots and the you know uh, yeah. the Stunticons and the Combaticons and all of them. I want to see them uh, form their giant forms like Devastator and oh gosh, right. there's so many of them and I don't remember all of their names. Right, but, yeah. They, uh, they tried. They did. They did a version of it with Revenge of the Fallen with their version of Constructicons. But I know what you mean. Not yeah. That uh, makes I, me I wanna... want more of them. I want For to sure. have two of the combiners fighting. Right. That's the, the one was cool, but we need to have one of the Autobot ones as well. <laughs> I can agree. Let me see. Because we even have like. I remember from one of the old from the from the shows in the two thousands, like Jetfire and another bot. I can't remember their name, but they formed together to uh, into one too. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah, right, right. That's the aerial bots. I got yeah. there for Christmas one year when I was a kid. <laughs> it makes me want to go back and watch Transformers. Is the one Superior. old show? Yeah, that that'd be my top priorities if I had to rewatch any series. Yeah, it definitely is one. I'm, there's a lot of them that I like, but I love like the G1 Transformers. And yeah, yeah Willie, I, I saw you mention something up there, bro. Uh, 
Yeah, they did have Devastator in the second movie, and that's what we mentioned that. But I want to see him have, like, him be like the giant robot and have another one, like the aerial bots for the Autobots, and have each of them have like a giant robot. No, I know. No, we definitely know what you mean. And yeah. even though I grew, even though I grew up like as a, definitely like a toddler as a kid watching Transformers, the one series that sticks out to mine for me specifically what is Transformers animated on Cartoon Network from like yeah. 2000. You guys remember that one? That's when it I was, first got introduced to like the vehicle versions of the Autobots. Right. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely remember like the shows and the toys because I had toys of them growing up, but. I think this is what really like hyped me up more so, like getting older, because the show was funny, it was cool, the the style was different, but it was really really good, and apparently they were they were considering doing a fourth season, but it just never happened. Yeah, I was like, dude, I I I, I never knew how what season they left off on. But it, it, they I, ended I on the third it. season. They ended on they, they were originally going to do a fourth season, but. It just didn't happen for some reason. I was like, "No, come on!" Yeah, I, I started getting detached when they did like the Cybertron TV show, mm-hmm. and and I, I I just started like I I wait for the live action to come out, and then live actions <laughs> weren't awful. Like the Shia LaBeouf <laughs> movies, and then you got Mark the Mark Wahlberg, and um, and then the the Bumblebee spin spinoffs. They were they were all pretty good. I I never missed them when they premiered in theaters, but mm-hmm. uh, I I missed the show though. The the show was all that in a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, but, now post credit scene. Yeah, the ending of the scene. Like what the hell? I mean, yeah, I guess whew. it was just kind of ending, wasn't it? Wow, just like. Hasbro Hasbro cinematic universe at this point. Oh my gosh. The fact that they are brave enough and ballsy enough to attempt an actual what Transformers G.I. Joe movie. Like what the hell? Is he taking the suit to G.I. Joe? Because he had that suit at the end of it. I know. I yeah. Know. So that could that yeah, that could work. But and we know like if anyone's like a fan of Transformers or GI Joe, like, and they've like looked up rumors and everything on, because uh, we know that Bonaventura or like the producers for Transformers and GI Joe, even directors, like, we want to make the, a movie with these characters, with both with both franchises. We want to make this happen. They've talked about it for years, but we've never actually thought that they would actually try it. It's like one of the most ambitious crossovers getting ready to come up in movies, man. And, and we've had like big scale crossover movies like Endgame and and Justice League and just so and this is like up there with like definitely like ambitious. Like Transformers Two, Go Joe, like <laughs> something oh, crazy Lord. like that. Like oh, uh, this is gonna be interesting because I feel like Cobra Commander is gonna get his hands on a. A Decepticon or some kind of combiner <laughs> make a suit for oh. himself. Oh, it's God. just like, oh, not Cobra Commander, he's gonna come through bussing. Oh my gosh, and yeah, and there's only been like three G.I. Joe movies uh, Rise of Cobra, Retaliation, and the Snake Eyes origin story. Did, yeah, did you guys ever see those? I, I saw all three, yeah, I, I'm every like, one of them. I might be the only weirdo that enjoyed all three as well. I mean, I liked them all. Uh, I think, oh God, it's always, 
I think my favorite for some reason is Retaliation. It feels more battle, like act grounded a little bit more action battleground. And also, I don't know why, but I feel like even, I know you're not a fan of Dwayne Johnson, but I feel like Dwayne Johnson makes a better G.I. Joe than Channing Tatum. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, put I'm some sorry. respect on Joe's name. I, I mean, I love Channing Tatum. I do, but like, I don't know. John, Dwayne Johnson just feels more like a G.I. Joe, more like a soldier than Channing. I'm sorry. Yeah, he he probably got Channing B, but I don't. I didn't like either of them. I, I tolerated Channing more than I tolerated Dwayne. <laughs> but it's just like man that I, I just came sense knowing you I, I came strictly for snake eyes that, that oh, I was Dwayne Johnson so you know I, 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 <laughs> as soon as I saw snake eyes in the trailer I knew I had to get my ass in that theater granted snake eyes is probably like one of the one of the most recognized and favorite characters from G.I. Joe Absolutely. which is why they gave him his own movie I was Between... not a fan of that movie so much it, but I... I do I liked like. It. I, mean, I liked it as its own thing. I like. I thought it worked. It wasn't the best. It could have been better, but I still liked it. And even though Snake Eyes is supposed to be like silence, like I do think it makes sense that it's mostly him getting to the suit, getting to the point where he wears the suit and doesn't speak. Yeah, this Snake Eyes. I'd be bold enough to say this between Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, they carry every movie they're in. True. I because because yeah. Ray Park, he's Ray Park is Snake Eyes in like both movies, who was Toad in X-Men and he's done so many stunts, so many action movies, and he's a great Snake Eyes. And I also he's. really like I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy who plays Storm Shadow in both the first two, he was yeah. great. I'm so glad they brought him back for the second one. He he was Storm Shadow in the Snake Snake Eyes origin, wasn't he? No, no, they had a younger guy play him. Uh, Snake. Uh, no, yeah. I'm sitting here looking at the Snake Eyes movie, and Tommy is Storm Shadow, right? Yeah, that's played by Andrew Koji. Oh, that's right. And Andrew Koji played him in Snake Eyes, and yeah, uh, the guy uh, from Warrior. Oh, oh Lee, and Lee Boon Hoon. If I'm saying that right, he plays Storm Shadow from the first two, and he's, he's just as and he's great too. They were so serious in that Snake Eyes origin movie, and then that that ending where they just like fighting out in the open or something like that. Like I, I have to rewatch it one more time, but it, it got a little bit corny. But the, the, uh, other than that. They're GI Joe movies. They're they're gonna be they're, they're Hasbro. Right, right, right. I, I that's one of the top my top five rivalries of all time. Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. So that's. I do like that. I do like that they emphasize the brotherhood and the the rivalry in Snake Eyes because they have to. Like that's the person he loves and like, as well as hates most in the world. Yep. Yeah, and you, you imagine them two getting a combiner. Like, oh god, like. Well, yeah, well, we because they've only been made three movies, and the last one, Snake Eyes, was in 2021, like still, like when COVID was still pretty high up. So, and we don't know if they're, if they, because we don't know if they're trying to make more outside of Transformers, let alone with Transformers. Well, so, yeah. you remember the last uh, Transformer, the last G.I. Joe movie, they had those suits they wore. 
those were almost like combiners anyways i mean a step down from combiners obviously but you, you mean uh, from the first movie the one they had like channing and marlon wayans wear like throughout paris yeah yeah that's yeah. the one that one. Oh lord oh, man do Mark not give do not give marlon wayans that he'll just run amok Man, casting Marlon Wayans <laughs> had been one of the boldest choices of all time, and and it didn't bother me for some reason when I watched. Neither did I. I I thought he. Was, I liked him as I, Rip Ripcord. I liked him as Rip. He was. I didn't really know him too well outside of just like maybe a few movies, but still, I didn't think of him as like a funny guy, too like a, a comedy guy. I just uh, thought of him as a soldier with a, with a humor, trying to keep his buddy Duke grounded. Yeah, and I'm just watching. I watch Wayans everything. I am like the biggest Wayans family fan, and mm. th just seeing him like all of a sudden and slapped in GI Joe, like oh shit, <laughs> go sideways. Yep. <laughs> he's not the going to be the bust out. So homie, don't play that. Yeah, I between Snake Shadow or excuse me, Snake Eyes and uh, Heavy Duty, those were like two of my favorites of the, the Gojo team. And... For sure. And also uh, from Re Retaliation, do you, you guys remember who, who else was in that movie? Uh, Bount, uh, Countess? No, Baroness. Baroness. No, no, that's the first. No, I'm not talking about actresses. Actors, like, and the second one. You remember who else was in it? I don't hmm. remember. Adrian, Adrian Palicki. Mockingbird from Agents of Shield and Elodie Young uh, who played Electra from Daredevil. Is, is she right. is the chick that played uh Daredevil? She was Baroness, wasn't she? Or no, that was somebody completely different. No, that was completely different. Baroness was okay. in the first movie. Uh Elodie Young, she was Jinx in the second movie. And oh and Adrian, she played Lady J who would go on to play Mockingbird and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, the, the, I, I felt yep, madly yep. in love with Baroness. She, she, was, she was always one of the coolest villains, but in, in the movie, they ca the, the casting was, whew, girl. I yes, mean, Lord. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, she a, yeah, she was fine as hell for sure. But mm -hmm. no, uh, I think I like Retaliation a bit more because I recognize a lot more people, not just Wayne, but uh, Adrian and... and Lodi, who I would go on to see in Agents of Shield and Electra and uh, Daredevil, as well as now the late and great Ray Stevenson. Rest in peace. He was fight. He was Firefly, part of the Cobra Command. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Sienna, mm -hmm. Sienna yes. Miller is is the Baroness. He's Baroness from the first one, and Firefly. He, he Ray Stevenson played Firefly in the second one. He helped make the breakout happen in, in the second movie he's like i like to make things go boom like, yeah that that iconic scene that that dude what's weird is i haven't seen that movie in years but for some reason i remember that line specifically i don't know why <laughs> yeah expecting all those fools to just pop up in a the a crossover movie is just like sheesh i know i know but if if they try to do it and hopefully it works, I mean, we'll see how it goes. But hopefully, hey, how we doing, Danny? Ladies and gentlemen, the Nerd King himself has arrived. Is Danny Stewart of Con Comically Inclined? He is currently on vacay out in Branson, so uh, I think his audio is out. <laughs>
Wait, is that, is that him or that's another camera? I mean, I can see him, but I don't hear nothing. Oh, he dropped out for a second. Yeah, as far as like overall score for uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast, what, what would you guys give it? 8.5, at least like an A minus. Nice. What about you, Kenpachi? Uh, I'd say 7.5 or an 8. Uh, as far as overall, Outer Transformers movies would probably be a 9. <laughs> yeah. It's like just the Transformers movies, but that, that's true. That's true. Uh, I, I would give it a, a B plus. Yeah, eight eight 8.5 I, I do for me on that as well. Um I, I most of my complaints were just about the script itself and like how the characters talk to each other. It was just like, yeah, you should probably let somebody who who's really knowledgeable of how dialogue is to, to write these scripts but i mean i it, i got by i didn't it, i didn't have too much of a problem with the writing to be honest but i, I could again if i whenever i watch it so who knows yeah the way the characters talk to each other was a little bit strange but it wasn't so bad that it just yanked the plot out the water so it was so i i i, de I definitely will keep it a b plus uh they did a great job otherwise with introducing scourge and giving us mirage and all that it was pretty cool let's see if we can any luck help danny find his voice yeah yeah this <laughs> the audio mouth moving but nothing hearing <laughs> yeah no nothing <laughs> Uh, I, I can't hear your voice. Hmm. Okay, Herbert. <laughs> I'm just trying to hear your voice. Oh, God. Let me uh, see. Bye bye. Th thanks for coming out anyway, the Nerd King. <laughs> you're oh, you're oh. more than welcome to hop in the comment section and 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 act a fool with us. Oh, oh, hopefully, when he comes by next time technical difficulties will not be an issue but uh d, d my friend d what's up next the next topic is secret invasion episode one so we're already diving right into samuel jackson's rock call the fame <laughs> now uh, his his biggest blockbuster tv series thus far <laughs> so Have you ever been a tv series before he probably has, or at least appearances. Well, I guess he was the Shield. Oh, yeah, that's uh, there. You go. Yeah, he was in Agents of Shield. Yeah, two episodes. I don't think season. he's ever been a, a, a technically like a TV star per se. No, yeah. I, and yeah, he'd probably be in mostly just like recurring or special guests because he was only in like the second and the finale, second episode in the finale of Agents of Shield. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what are we talking about? Yay! There we go. Works. How we doing, man? Secret Invasion episode one. Oh, it was good. Oh it lord. Good. About to say. I guess, yeah, I, missed, I guess I missed Rise of the Beast, huh? Oh. Just the tail end. But if you want to like give us your two cents, like you're more than happy to, Danny. 
Oh, well, hell yeah. Okay, uh, Rise of the Beast was incredible. Um, I don't give a shit about the storyline with the humans. I love Anthony Ramos, but he could have been left out entirely just seeing uh, Optimus Prime <laughs> and Optimus wow. Primal on screen together, getting to see Cheetor in his cheetah form. Uh, yes. I was a little unhappy that Cheetor and uh, Rhinox, once they went into their robot forms, were kind of like blurry, like you couldn't get a good look at them, um, which was kind of the way I felt the whole that whole thing. And then... In the fight, whenever the the one um, uh, Predacon was like, or not Predacon, what were they, Terracons? When the Terracon mm -hmm. was yeah. Like, Terracon, yeah. Who's going to give me a real fight? I was like, oh, shit, it's going to be Rhinox. And then, yeah. and then Optimus Prime was just, uh, Primal was like, me. And I was like, oh, well, I guess that was too. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you could be elsewhere doing important things and let Rhinox have a moment in the sunlight. So that's okay. <laughs> Right, I, right. I kind of spoke on that too because we only really got to like hear or see a lot of more Air Razor and Primal. But if they do another one, like for the Maximals, hopefully we'll get to see Rhinox and Cheetor and more Maximals like shine. Has anybody yeah. seen any reason why they left Rat Trap out? Is it because Bumblebee was already in the movie? Or I don't know. I, I bet it was. I really bet it was. The fact that they had to kill him. That, that sent me a message too. I'm like, dang, you're gonna put Bumblebee in the movie oh. and kill him? Yeah. Okay, I met message Rat received. Was kind of the Bumblebee of the Beast Wars. So I just, I guess they were replacing B with, uh, with, uh, Mirage and they didn't see a reason to have a third B, I guess. Right. It's, it's like, come on, you grab Pete Davidson of all people to, to, to take this man's spot. And hey, hey, it worked at least. I mean, yeah. it was unexpected, but it worked. Yeah, he felt good. like a true bro. Like, I could I could talk to him myself. Like, oh, Pete 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 nailed that. I feel like he improv that role, uh, and and it actually fit. It actually fit for how he treated the uh, the humans. It definitely. I actually didn't catch that it was Pete Davidson. Like, even his voice wasn't like a giveaway. At least, to yeah. Me. I kind of caught like little bits of it, but yeah. Well, yeah. I hear so, a lot uh, of, like Bailey. I, I would give it like a uh, it's for the Transformers movies that I've seen, um, and I think like the last one or two of the uh, um, uh, Michael Bay ones I didn't watch, uh, but I would say for the ones that I've seen, this is probably like a solid six and a half for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I gave it a B plus, but if the more I watch it, I, I could probably knock more down if I if if I. Uh, kept watching it and like noticed things that i missed the last time for sure i probably noticed things too but i i probably would still give it an 8.5 myself oh okay wow <laughs> it, it's like one it's one of my favorites now like up there have with you your... have you ever seen the animated movie from the 80s uh i am not it, it's been forever honestly it's been forever i know you love the animated movie and it's like the I pinnacle do. of everything it it's the pinnacle of Transformers films, for sure. <laughs> that, I, yeah. It's, it's probably true. And you it said is. it's animated? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an yeah. animated movie. It's been forever since I've seen it, but yeah, it was an animated movie from 86, and it was amazing from everything I've heard. I will, I, will, I will watch it now. I own the 20th anniversary edition. It, uh, It's fun. And the cool thing about the 20th anniversary edition is the three biggest fans of Transformers not even had anything to do with the movie at all, got to do a commentary track where they talked about what they knew about the film and it was so much more in depth than the commentary track from the actual director and writers. 
for the film. They have like, it's it's an hour and a half of just pure knowledge about Transformers, and it's incredible. That is awesome. That's crazy. I've got to I've got to see that now for sure. Yeah, we should just like do a hangout night and like watch it. Yes, yeah, I'm absolutely. I, I got exposed to Transformers when the Beast Wars TV show was around, and then I, I met the vehicle versions of the Autobots, like in the 2000s. Yeah, the cool thing about the, um, or the kind of crazy thing about the animated film is they did the animated film in between season one and season two because Transformers are so popular. But because they're a toy company and they wanted to sell more toys and they didn't want to keep the, yeah, 40 year spoiler alert. They didn't, <laughs> didn't want to keep the, um, they didn't want to keep the same toys around. They needed to put the new line out. They, like unceremoniously kill all of the first season transformers including optimus prime and then they didn't realize that it was going to have the effect that it did on kids and kids <laughs> lost their shit like kids lost their ever-loving minds there were kids refusing to eat threatening to kill themselves all over the death of optimus prime <laughs> Jesus. And, and so the filmmakers um when they went to do season two and three of transformers um that in order to make it up to the kids they brought uh, optimus prime back as a zombie and then killed him again Jesus Christ. That's making it up. Right? <laughs> that is ruthless. Oh That's my horrible. god. Yeah. Oh my god. That is next level That's savagery. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. Emperor Will is in the comments section, ladies and gentlemen. Shot he could not make it tonight. Uh, what I up, Will? It, was it wasn't going to be it, it's an 8.5. Well, what it's everyone's opinion. Of course, it's good. It's good. <laughs> well, Your brother still hasn't good. seen it, right? <laughs> yeah, Will still has a seat. I, I was hoping he'd make it today, but a whole lot of crazy stuff been going on this weekend. He, he can't judge or question me until he's seen it. Until then, I'm not taking his word by anything. Yeah, I think Will actually liked the movie. The mo movie's pretty cool, and um, they, they 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 got they got a little bit of Biggie Smalls and some '90s hip hop in there. I, I appreciated that. Um, I, I probably won't go any higher than a B plus, though. I, I can't. A minus for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know what a six point five would be. Was that like a C? That's yeah, probably a like a C plus. That's like a C plus. Sixty five percent is like a D. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's got to so be at least maybe, a D plus. Maybe I'm being a little brutal. Maybe a seven point five for me. I, I'd that's say what I least. said. Seven point five eight. He said that. Yeah. <laughs> We're all. I said out of Transformers movies. It's a nine, you know, like in comparison to only Transformers movies, it's mm -hmm. a nine. Second only to the Bumblebee movie, but <laughs> Bumblebee was pretty cool. Like I, I, I was a Shia LaBeouf era fan, so I, I, I liked, I liked those live action films. Hmm. I'm just Transformers. A I, I would love those movies if they left all the humans out and just had the robots smashing into each other and blowing shit up. The I can agree fully with that for sure. This movie didn't need humans at all. Right? I think that was the great change is that even though it had humans in the story, it they weren't the main characters. Right. It wasn't right. as much. They, small live action cast and they weren't a huge part of the story. They weren't the main part of the story. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> See, Will we'll said like the time they brought back Gwen in Avengers then killed her off again. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Gwen Stacy. Oh Christ! Jesus, man. I know, I know. Spider Man. <laughs> he can't keep track of his movies. Oh Lord. 
man, he he I'm is going sorry, through it right movie. now. Y'all gotta pray for him, man. He his, his movies is off. I'm I'm sorry, Will, but moving on. <laughs> He's on medication. Uh, just okay. So everyone here has seen the first episode for Secret Invasion, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That AI. Oh my oh. god. And if anyone who's watching again has not seen this episode, you can leave right now because. Man, just no wow. stay, stay and get your your spoiler spoiled. Yeah, just so spoiled. I rewatched Let it again today, and the first time I watched it, I have a bad habit of skipping through the openings of all the TV shows, movies. If it's if it's not to do with the actual episode, I skip through that shit. Uh, so I because everyone talked about how horrible this. AI beginning was I actually sat through it today and I just got to say that I think you guys are exactly right what the hell were they thinking <laughs> like I, I I went in there completely unbiased and just like come on, I, I, I'm gonna give you a chance I'm gonna give you a chance and then I just saw something with like the the human figures and peoples and then it's just like what the fuck is this some abstract martian manhunter <laughs> bullshit horribly lazy. I, mean, I, I mean ai i mean i mean i didn't really care for it either way i mean it was different but it's its own style but i mean and i, I was also like half asleep too when i first watched it too so i, I didn't really like notice too much to it. the first thing that came to my mind was like the take on me music videos it's like oh <laughs> <laughs> Why is this necessary for a TV, sh a Marvel TV show? Yeah, well, you know, nothing's gonna top Daredevil's Netflix opening. So one hundred percent, they're just like, you know what, peak has already happened. Fuck it, we'll just throw some shit on here and get our <laughs> right. Pun yeah. Punisher got this close too. I'm Punisher's good yeah. too. Yeah, uh, Punisher, Luke Cage, Daredevil. Luke those are all really good openings. Yeah. It, like I, I would say Jessica Jones is low profile and I, I like that. It was pretty cool as well. But Daredevil, the Killed music it. and everything. Oh Lord. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but man, they open it up with this like like us showing us that Everett Ross is not Everett Ross. Yeah, I was like I had a feeling like he, he had to be one of them because he's not gonna get killed off this soon. I, I thought it was gonna be I thought it was gonna be him or the other guy that that died. I mean, I didn't know until like, damn. Yeah, yeah the, the one those. death. Yeah, the one death I did not expect was Maria Hill. Like, what? Oh, God, what? Uh, I hope y'all were prepared for that because yeah, she just got one shotted. Oh my God, we know that was brutal. We know from Agents of Shield that Fury has the ability to resurrect somebody though. I don't think they're going to use Project Tahiti on this. I mean, I, well, I'm just saying. Well, yes, but still, like, we don't, like, I don't think we, he would want to put through what he did with Coulson again. I mean, the man right, almost went can, mad. They can do LMDs, though, that are programmed with the memories of the people that they had, are replacing. So they may well, not be exact facsimiles of them, but they can imitate them in a lot of situations. Here, uh, here's the thing. Fury straight up died in Age of Ultron. Or no, Winter Soldier. Fury straight up died in Winter Soldier. Dead yes. and yeah. door When Loki stabbed him. Yes, yeah. and then 
We saw Five him times. shot umpteenth times. Then he gets shot again. Definitely dead. They revived him. Right. Just saying. Maria Hill well, yeah. bleeding out on the ground at the end of the episode doesn't mean she's dead. I hope um, not. I hope not. I mean, from what like, I'm yeah. about, this is the end for Maria Hill, but I'm hoping, I'm holding out hope because, Danny, you could be right. For all we know, she could still be alive, barely. But And she's been doing this. It's been it's been 11 years for her, like, in Marvel because she yeah. was in the, the Avengers and she's been doing this for a long time. Well, yeah, I'm like... Thinking, Go ahead. Oh yeah, the there's some of the. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> some of the casting. Uh, some of the casting kind of confirms. That, well, I'll ask you guys. Do you think that the cast kind of confirmed that uh, Agents of Shield was can- canon now in the MCU? I mean, I've always. I mean, I've always considered Shield like Agents of Shield canon unless something or someone proved me like utterly wrong. But. Until then, I'm just going to be ignorantly blessed and just accept it as canon. So this is why I bring up Tahiti, because I feel like they are going to make, if not all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they're going to make some of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. canon. They're going to give it the expanded universe treatment. And I am low-key wondering if we're going to get a resurrection of Maria Hill via Coulson, and it's going to be Fury, Coulson, Hill, and, and Everett Ross, plus some scrolls that that round out this cast. I mean, I mean, maybe if they bring in, if they bring in LMD Colson, I wouldn't be mad about that. But if they bring in someone from shield, the one person I want them to, and Chloe I know Bennett. she said that. She, yeah. Yeah. You already know Chloe Bennett. I want yeah. her back as, as Daisy Johnson, even though she said she has nothing to do with this. Andrew, like we know people lie. They're at- We've seen lies a couple times before. Yeah. 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 Andrew Garfield lied to us and said, yeah, I'm not going to be in that Spider-Man No Way Home movie. Who's, who's Tom Holland? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. I'm, yeah, That's you the one thing I want. I mean, but, the thing to remember, though, is that Coulson, by the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., was an LMD. They can make LMDs that can re- be as lifelike as people, so they can put an LMD in there and just have the actor be an LMD of that person and it'll yeah. never be and it never have to even resurrect the person. It's just that they're an Android that is programmed to be lifelike, a lifelike replica. LMD is life model decoy. Or, and they've mentioned LMDs yeah. in something, have they not? Uh, yes. In the Marvel series. In Avengers. In Avengers. Well, in Ava- Agents of Shield, they talked about him, and I thought I'm pretty sure. And then they right. finally brought it in. Avengers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think it was briefly mentioned in Avengers. Maybe a few other movies. I'm not sure, but I mean, oh, they could I, always I think do. It was when uh, Hawkeye almost died. Oh, yes, mm. you're right. Oh my God, yeah. I, you're absolutely right. Oh, I forgot about that. But yeah, I mean, hopefully, we we will we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. And also, with the opening and like us seeing the Everett Ross scroll that kind of raises the question, how long has this scroll been Everett Ross? For all we know, this the Ross that we've known since Civil War, this guy could have been him all that time. Yeah. What difference does that make, honestly? Because the scroll would have taken his thoughts no matter what, and since then would have been making the moves that the scrolls wanted him to make. So it's sort of irrelevant because what does it matter the moves that were made back then are made 
we may find out that you know they made some moves back then but i mean at this point all that's good we know that some of these things that have happened are scroll related so i have a feeling i know like attacks that have been going on around the country so like are they talking about um what's the one with in captain america when or when the bomb goes off and kills tachaka uh that was that like the yeah Uh, was that a was that was that a terrorist attack set up by the scrolls i don't think we're gonna get it that far back i don't think they're gonna claim that yeah, I think they. I think it goes as far back as Wakanda forever. Like, could I, that could be like Scroll Everett, like stirring up beef between the United States and Wakanda right there on the spot. And the the plot, the whole plot is to stop them from making the United States and Russia go to war. So it's now it's just like we're, we're going to make the United States fight whoever, so that the world could end and our people can take whatever left behind. And uh, so stirring up. Uh, I can't talk Talakon and Wakanda and getting them aimed at the United States could probably help start that, that world war that they want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we don't really, cause the scrolls, cause basically they're showing us that graphics, like little sect of like scrolls. They're, they're sick and tired of like the humans, like giving them, making them a promise and not really holding up living up to it so they just want to take earth or cause some chaos we're not really completely sure and yeah so we, we don't know if they're yeah. gonna cause a war or just they said in the in the episode the reason that so many of the scrolls live in russia is because radioactivity doesn't affect yeah radiation doesn't affect scrolls so i believe mm-hmm. their plan is to get to trigger world war three and get the armies to wipe the majority of the humans off the face of the earth and then just and take just, over the planet oh yeah. god if the planets are radiated they're fine right well they yes. just get everyone to fire all their nukes yeah everyone nukes each other mm-hmm. they're all dead the only people that are alive are the scrolls, scrolls. And yeah. there's no there's no takeover there's no conquering the planet because there's nobody else that are left alive yeah most of their frustration off. Yeah, most of their frustration is also a part of um of not, not being able to find a home for a long time. So they're just like we we kind of are home. So let's just establish it here. Right, and, right. Because well, something they, we Harold Danvers and Fury promised them that they would help them find a new home out somewhere yeah. on the galaxy, but they haven't done that yet. Yeah. Something to keep in mind: uh, if if they ever do trigger a World War Three scenario and they bomb, they, they nuke countries they will most likely nuke coastal countries like people in missouri or the center of russia or the center <laughs> of Europe or texas you know yes. the center of mexico like there's going to be survivors there's still going to be humans mm-hmm. um they're not going to wipe us all out it's not going to turn into an irradiated wasteland across the entire world um as we've learned from you know chernobyl and uh uh uh, uh, uh the bombing of hiroshima and nagasaki um you know there's there's a limit on how far this radiation goes so when the scrolls do this i don't believe their plan is to wipe humans out entirely i believe their plan is to take control of the planet and then live alongside humans but as the as the leading faction um that being said uh you know we know that's not going to happen 
uh, right. in, in this in this story. The the question is, who are all the sleeper agents, um, and and how long have they been there? And and I think that with Everett Ross, that was probably a more recent. Yeah, I would think uh, so too, but still. That's and I, I, the thing I'm curious about is like, we know we had a scroll Maria Hill and a scroll Fury. Who were Talos and Soren. Yeah. But like, we, Rhodey is not wearing robotic leggings anymore. And he's like as far up the chain as you can get without being the president. Uh, he's the, the handler for the president. Uh, yeah. Is he a scroll? I think that's a big question. I would, I would say. If not Brody, at least the president might be a scroll as well because even because even though this guy is the president of the show, we're supposed to be getting Harrison Ford, who's going to be playing Thunderbolt Ross. He's supposed to be the president in the next that's Captain valid. America and Thunderbolt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blake Hickman yeah. is in the comments, ladies and gentlemen. That is the digital media director over at Comically Inclined. Balaki is definitely getting Balaki. <laughs> he's not help. He's not expecting this guy to live outside of the series yeah <laughs> and also <laughs> billy rhodes is in the house ladies and gentlemen be and he's bringing the fallout with him oh good <laughs> someone, someone has to Apparently we just need not. landon now we will be complete with landon on saturday night nurse oh lord i guess it's billy now <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys have landon we have billy yeah, <laughs> yeah um, i i get that, that's a fair divide uh, 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 but uh, we're all basically comically inclined now, so more of the, more or less. Yeah. Uh, but and here's a good question: uh, When do you think? Do you guys think that Gaia like planned that, or like the bombing, like she set them up, or do you think Gravik kind of, I don't know, like misled all of them? I I think they, he kind of fooled guy a little bit yeah i'm hoping so i don't think so i'm not gonna lie guy is totally drinking his kool-aid i don't whatever <laughs> kind of kool-aid gravic is serving she's like can i have another cup please i don't think like, so. you saw him sitting there tossing all them sugars in that cup she was like i want that cup the worst <laughs> kind of kool-aid no no sugar i don't know I mean, sugar-free kool-aid i mean she definitely like sees and like believes in like what he's doing but not completely especially if like what taylor said is true is like if gravit actually killed her mom then yeah she's definitely gonna be like what did you do yeah i think that she's she's made a turn for the better i think she's gonna end up being an ally for the humans uh, throughout the series and uh but you know that's the thing like is that going to be the case or is she going to be the scroll empress basically that, for the that is true because yeah we don't know if it's going to be her or they're going to bring in someone else to be the, the scroll empress we don't know because yeah how close would you say in accuracy is this to like a, a source material like a comic book version of secret invasion or it's pretty far it's pretty far removed from yeah. from being accurate for the original right. Yeah, because Secret Invasion was like this whole, this like interwoven thing throughout every comic, through every character. Yeah, the Invisible yeah. Woman was a scroll of yeah. the Captain, Captain America. There were multiple characters who were Spider scrolls. Woman. For Spider Woman. Yeah, she was the Empress. She was Ferenki. Yes. Yeah. Because 
yeah, even though Secret Invasion is the show is Marvel product and they can include some characters, they can't do everyone. If they were to do a full scale Secret Invasion, they would have to pull multiple actors, multiple characters from multiple movies. They would have That's to be full on scale. Yeah, the X Men, the Fantastic Four. They would, the Fantastic Four. They would have to bring right. in characters they haven't brought in yet. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm -hmm. It's right. not going to be full on adaptation, but it's going to be the best that they can do with what they have right now. That that got me started on the rabbit hole now because it's just like, what at the end of this season we see a, a scroll read Richards, and it's just like, and I think oh. that from the way they ran this one, because I I don't know, nobody's mentioned it so far, but. Everything about it was so dramatic. The music was dramatic. The tone of every scene was so dramatic. This whole spy thriller thing going on, that is, again, not at all what Secret Invasion was. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of secrets going on. Obviously, it's in the name. But it was very much not like the human side of things battling them. It was the superheroes fighting them and it was not a spy thriller kind yeah. of scenario at all. It was uh, no, in the but city big, you know, everybody was, lots of people were finding out about it all at once. But again, they were looking for the, uh, you know, who were the sleeper agents, but it still didn't have this, super serious like dramatic overtone that the show has uh i i, I it was good but it, it definitely i felt like i hope they tone that down just a touch because it was a bit much for the first episode well i hear what I you're thought. saying but i do like that they're making it out to be like a spy thriller because because they have to kind of like figure out like secretly like covertly who what the scrolls are doing who is a scroll and just like to go forward and to be fair the winner captain america the winter soldier that was very much a spy thriller and it's still considered one of the best captain america probably the best captain america movie and one of the better marvel movies from phase yeah. it, just in it, general. it is it is my favorite captain america movie that's for sure mine too for sure i find the spy thriller aspect of it um mm -hmm. i actually that kind of that was kind of fun for me i, I enjoyed the tension of it uh uh, Deontay, is Will your big brother or your little brother? Younger brother. So, it's the younger yet, brother. so he's my he's my Ben. Yeah, he jumps. Yeah. They jump in the chat, talk shit, and leave. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that it's weird to find out that they're both older than me, like only by a few years for some reason. Yeah, I'm like Ben and Will definitely got to team up because so they can get on me and Danny's nerves together. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh lord! All of y'all are little pups compared to me. I mean that is true. That is true. Dimbachi, aren't we like the same age? <laughs> I I'm not sure, but I think that you could probably add one of these other guys' aged years and you'd be close to mine. But <laughs> I mean I, I, I I'm I'm fifty. So oh, yeah, I'm forty. Oh you're nine years. Only by nine years, but yeah, we're close. Yeah. Closer I mean, than nine. anyone else in the circle. <laughs> yeah. Nowhere near yours. But yeah. oh man. But, I I would I would uh, say Will is at this point he is definitely a DC fan probably die hard at this point because he hates okay. the MCU right now <laughs> he, wow. he has since Phase Four so oh god damn damn, damn. Uh, <laughs> you know I all I can say to that is like 
sometimes comic runs aren't great. Right. And, uh, there's still good stuff in there. You know, I, you know, I, you may not be a fan of the new 52 uh, when you're talking about comics, but there was some good shit in there still. Yeah. Uh, right. And I'd be a fan of the Nightfall storyline. You may not be a fan of, uh, of uh, let's see, what was the all new, all different Marvel. Um, but there was some good stuff came out of all that stuff. And the same with phase four and going into phase five. It, it, yeah. Everything's not going to be perfect, but there's some right. good shit. There's definitely yeah. some good, there's definitely good stuff in like phase four and five. And it's only the first episode. You can't really like judge like Secret Invasion thus far. Only a little bit. You can't judge it for a whole until everything's released, until we know yeah. everything about it. Yeah, my opinion is that you still hasn't missed that. No, I don't mean you. I just mean dramatic. I just mean people in general. I'm not attacking you, Kenachi. Hey guys, oh. I'm gonna get back to my family vacation. Oh, it was a pleasure back. being here. Uh, thank you for coming out. Have a good Thanks, one, man. Danny. Later, catch guys. you later, man. Yeah. Catch you later. Uh oh. This is Funk and Set Up 3. <laughs> and then it works. He's gonna make it stay forever. Difficulties. We apologize. Oh lord. But uh, man, uh, did, what do you? Have, uh, I have like an overall score for uh, this episode the, one. The first episode, I would say seven point five. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I give it a good solid seven point five. Yeah. What about it you, I'd, I'd say seven, seven point five. It was a, with it, it was a good starting ground and like the running up, like just running the ground, like getting it started, and as well as the twist, like at the end, we we as much as we hate it, it works. It's good. As much as we hate to lose Maria Hill, it it services the story. It services. I, I'm hoping we have some finality to some of these things. I want. <laughs> Not that I want people to die, but I want there to be consequences for not doing they being if, on point. If everybody can always come back. Where is the drama in the story? Where well, I, is the the the, the reality, the pain, the the grief, the character well, development? There's well, no without well, loss. I'll, there's no development. Well, I'll jump off on that by, by agreeing with you by saying that if. Maria Hill's death sticks, and I'm pretty sure it actually is just a teardrop for everyone. Uh, I think that's kind of what's gonna like get Fury like more ready because she even told him that you weren't ready, that you weren't ready for this fight, Fury, like at all. So just yeah. her, him, her, him realizing that just be, he was a step behind, and that kind of led to her dying because of me. I need to get my shit together. I need to get up in gear. I need to get back to being Nick Nicholas J Fury. Yeah, he that is a one mean son of a gun. Maria herself found out the hard way that she wasn't uh, prepared and for this. Toby Smolder, she's a great actress. She's she uh, I think I read somewhere that she found more nuance and just like she enjoyed like diving deeper into Maria into see while doing Secret Invasion. Yeah. Granted it was only one episode but still but uh and also, uh, I kind of want to throw out a wild theory. Uh, do anyone think? Does anyone think that Gravik and Fury might have a relationship, like somehow? Because father son, probably. That's what that's what I'm thinking. Because yeah. he asked about Gravik, like specifically, and just like I don't know, Gravik just seems to like have like an ire for Fury for some reason. I'm, and 
let's be honest, Kinsley Ben, ben Adir kind of looks a little bit similar to Samuel Jackson. Am I wrong? I mean, he he did have a little fling with the the Russian lady that he that that fake kidnapped him. So that that could be both of their kids, or she was Russian. scrolled the whole time. Russian? Oh my god, she was British. Uh, what you talking about? I, I don't know who she is at all. I think so. this is great, but I'm just gonna say that I don't subscribe to this theory in the least. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. a theory. I'm not saying it's. It, I'm not hot, not committing myself to it. But I, it's a thought. It's definitely something that's crossed my mind and. It could, you know, it could very well be true, but if not, then hey, I'm not gonna not gonna lose any sleep over it. You know yeah. the transformation uh, that Fury has that I want to see this season is I want to see him transform into like an old white dude with like white sideburns. <laughs> and... <laughs> no, no, mm. no, and then, and then he come back to be in the sam jackson fury by the end of it you know i'm gonna bet you just because we got scrolls in it at some point we're gonna see some scroll shape shift into something that looks like the original classic nick fury nick fury okay this which i don't know if you know this or not because i really wanted to know so i went and researched this uh this the nick fury in the comics that looks like Sam Jackson, which it was actually modeled after him. For Sam Jackson, uh, yeah, yeah. The the Nick Fury in the Ultimate Comics was modeled after Sam Jackson. It's actually the son of the other Nick Fury. Like he had an affair with a woman, and that, and had a son, and that this is the son of that other affair is is the Sam Jackson Nick Fury. So at least that's words, the way that I to... understand it. I, I read all the comics that led up to it, but I mean, I, I read a bunch of summaries of them because I wanted to know, like, what was going on between the two Nick Furies, what had happened. Yeah, and, I think that Sam J. Nick Fury, if if he really is the son of the OG Nick Fury, man, man that that dude got a craving for some coffee, man. He, oh, he had to put a little cream in a coffee, so Sam J. I, that I, I can I can live with that Sam J being a biracial Nick Fury. So I mean it's comic books, so yeah. you know it is what it is. I mean people get brought back to life to have some white dude have a black son. Is that really the craziest thing that we could say we've seen happen in comic books? I've seen some dark skinned biracial people, so there you I, go. I, I, I've seen some dark skinned biracial. This I mean, is a man. If anybody so, has you know, explaining to do, it's OG Nick because it's just like, I, hey, when when did you get into uh, Janet Jackson and all that? Did, when did you start seasoning your chicken? What what is going on? <laughs> I, I open the door. To, I open the door to this, and this is what happened. Okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, unless anyone has some other wild theories, which I don't think we do, or just anything else to talk about Secret Invasion, uh, Deontay, do <laughs> you want to move on? Oh, uh, my score for that, uh, I'll, I'll give it an eight, a solid eight. That's fair. Um, that, that, that was a pretty good intro, and I'm hopefully expecting to see a confrontation soon with Rhodey and uh, Nick uh, because the president sent him after him. So, do you think we'll see War Machine? I think War Machine's about to pull up within these next two episodes, and we're still supposed to get the Armor Wars movie. It was yeah. supposed to be a series. Now it's going to be a movie. We don't know when it's going to come out, but we're supposed to still get it. 
Yeah, it's all all these rumors about like Frank Castle appearance and Frank getting a suit. It's just like God. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah. in Armor Wars. Oh, please yeah. do so. Well, we won't really know anything until September because guess what? No one wants to show up at Comic Con anymore. Yeah, that's true. It's awful. Dude. Oh, I wish this writer strike would end so that people can go back it's, to work. I know, I know. Hopefully it'll end soon. I mean, DGA just the, the, the DGA just made a new deal. So hopefully the writer's strike will end by fall because we need to like they need to get on their stuff. Help help yeah. us out. We'll pay you ourselves, please. I, I, hell, I don't even I want to be a writer. You don't need to pay me. I will just write for free. I don't care. That's my dream job. That, that let, let me screen write. Let me. I'll, I'll show them how it's done for the low payment. Same, same. I like, don't care. I mean, every anyone on here knows that how much I want to write Blackest Night. I don't even need to be paid for that. I just want to write it. I don't need to be paid. I just want to write it and make have it being put on screen and just see the beauty of it happen. Yeah, I'll definitely sure. write my own Static Shock story oh. storyline and then adapt it into live action. And then I, I would take it for dental benefits. I don't even need a paycheck. Can I go to the dance for free? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I I'll write the story. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, I just want to watch y'all's stories when you get them wrote and get the the animations made. Let me watch it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, Black Clover time. I'm ready Black for Clover it. time. Ladies and gentlemen, Black Clover's Sword of the Wizard King, the movie that just came out on Netflix and is already dominating the hell out of it. From what I hear. Now, just, just because I have not watched a single thing of Black Clover, so I know nothing about this movie. You're all are going to mostly hear Deontay and Kenny just geek the hell out. I don't even know what Black Clover is really about. What, magic? Wizards? Like, yeah, I know nothing yeah. It starts with a young boy by the name of Asta, who was kind of like adopted at birth with a kid born around the same time as he is. We don't acknowledge him. His name is Yuno, but he's he's cool. But Asta is cool, you know. Asta is the man. That is the main protagonist. That's what heard all the way. Lady Killer. The the resident dumbass. We we love him. Standard Shonen Jump oh cold motherfucker and i <laughs> his power is that he doesn't have magic and he he his first grim war is like the book with five clovers on it i believe if i'm correct yep. and the fifth clover like there's three clovers three leaf clovers has different uh symbols to it and the fourth is like good luck and then the fifth is like a devil and he ended up getting that fifth uh grimoire which allows him to pull out a sword that nullifies magic. And his journey just goes on from there. His goal is to become the wizard king of the Clover Kingdom. And okay. then he, his journey ever since has just been opening up a can of whoop ass uh, up until the, the series ended at like the tail end of season two or something like that. It was like, it was a hundred and something episodes on yeah, 131. So the actual anime like manga it's ended and this movie takes place after yeah the, okay, the manga uh, no no the anime ended mid manga okay and 
they made this movie that is totally separate from it was never in manga form and it's totally separate from the manga and the previous anime it's just got the characters that right. were in the anime in the movie like most and, like most anime movies are they have nothing to do with right. the actual story absolutely yeah. just like uh, i might like everything straight yep Wasn't no it? you're right you're right but now the anime has ended but they are supposed to bring it back uh but there's no definite time on that or even a definite yes or no that it's going to happen uh but you know it's kind of similar to how like bleach ended years ago and now they're finally bringing it back to end the story properly yeah uh yeah. yes and no they said they were going to bring it back like the 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 animation staff said that what the plan was was they were stopping the anime uh series because they had just done 130 episodes and had barely taken any time off for like i i, I want to say it was like three years that Take it was coming there. out and then they took a break made the movie and now they're going to start working on the anime again is what the the store the the layout of what they gave us at one point. Now, whether that's actually going to happen or not, we'll all have to wait and see. If but, the animators for One Piece can make a thousand episodes after 25 years and still keep going, these guys from, from Black Clover can keep going for like a couple more years. They have no excuse at this point. It's, they they kind of don't, I, to be honest. <laughs> I, I back in the kitchen and you. cook. Uh, but that's just, we can say what we want, but that's not how the reality of it works. No, I know. It yeah. sucks. I'd love for them to come back. I'm, I'm patiently awaiting Patient. it. It happens. I mean, I mean, right. everyone, everyone said the same thing about Bleach. I mean, I've said the same thing about like Zatch Bell, like bring it back. Cause I loved that as a kid, but, but still, I mean. I know nothing about this, but from what I've everything I've heard from about Black Clover, people like you guys who watch it, like they all love it. Like I've, I don't think I've heard really anything bad or bad or negative about it. But you guys saw the movie. Like, what did you guys think? Ooh, man, you you want to go first, awesome. Uh I think the movie was really great. Uh, it, I just have to say that there is. CGI, like 3D yeah. CGI, some form of uh, computer-generated uh, animation in it, but it's very, very good, high-quality CGI. So uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Most not, a lot of shows, uh, a lot of animated live action, their CGI is not always great, and yet whenever I watch a lot of anime, like their CGI almost done like spot on weirdly i will be honest man i'm like i'm really not a fan like the of a lot of it the lot of a lot of people love like kengen ashura on netflix i hate yeah. that show <laughs> Me too. it is the most horrible animation it makes my eyes hurt like i think they bled at one point uh the daily sins uh, grudge of Edinburgh. I watched like <laughs> seven minutes of that and I regret it because I will never get that seven minutes of my life back. Uh, that trailer was hell on wheels too. 
Oh man, I I just I never liked any of the trailers for it. I I thought that, that was it was all horrible. That that it just never looked good. And I feel the same way about like Dragon Ball Super, the movie, the superhero movie that came out. Like when it comes out and I finally get a chance to watch a good copy of it, I'm gonna watch it. But I think that it is gonna be complete shite. <laughs> I I don't like that kind of animation. Uh, the ones that have really surprised me, like uh, Spriggan on Netflix, was great. Mm. That is a, a, a really heavy on CG animation, but it is amazing. Uh, the new um, Trigun series, if you haven't watched that, that's that pretty cool. Is some of that is the probably the best uh, computer generated animation that I've ever watched ever. Like I, that show is just completely beautiful. Uh, yes, some of the CGI but, for One Piece is is has gotten a great reputation so far. I hope it stays mm -hmm. that way. It has been really cool good since they came back from the hack. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Cam. Go ahead. Oh no, no, I was just saying like the newer episodes like. One Piece's animation and CGI has always been great, but they've always gotten better over the years, especially like the newer episodes. Yeah, seeing yeah. Kaido C CGI in his dragon form, um, we may it see was, that again for Gear Fifth Luffy. It was like when the hack happened and Toei lost all that animation. It was like they had people come in, and when they redid it, they just did everything like at at the highest level that they could perform at the time so everything that's coming out is crisp and beautiful uh i was watching dragon quest adventures of die and after the hack happened and it came back it was the best animation it had been the whole time as well uh but getting back to what we're talking about now black clover the cg animation in it was top notch like it i wouldn't say it was better than trigun it was different, but it never, it flowed really smoothly between the 2D and the 3D. So that was, that's a big important thing to me that I don't see a lot of change up between the two. And it's, it, it flowed really smoothly and looked really good. So I don't think that, I, I don't think anybody will, aside from me, will probably have any problems with it. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. picky old ass. <laughs> Yeah, I, it it didn't distract me so much. I I noticed every usage of it, but it, it didn't it didn't like distract me from the plot. So I I appreciated that they kind of moderated themselves a little bit. Right, like, right. Hmm. Something just hit me in the mouth. Um, yes, <laughs> uh, the CGI was was pretty decent. I, I agree on that. Um, they they put in just the right amount like when they were in the coliseum like you can see the camera panning in cgi or the characters talking to each other you can kind of see their heads panning a little bit too and i was like okay that doesn't bother me too much but when they got to fighting and you could see like in certain moments where the attacks would actually be cgi i was like that's actually pretty cool i could i could get down with that and um they, they they never miss when it comes to fights so you, you when you watch black clover like if you don't like anything else about this show you will love those fights 
and it's been that way since the anime and they kept and it kept it consistent in the movie too and uh just to see like so the the premises of the story is that they're trying to protect the clover kingdom from three previous wizard kings um to keep them from destroying it so they made one attempt in the past and uh julius uh the current wizard king was able to seal off the strongest one and then something happened in the anime that made julius a kid or he's not as powerful as he used to be and as soon as he became a kid th that powerful wizard king got loose got some more backup and then they just tried to raid their clover kingdom uh and, and it was it was no joke the, they had everybody that had that was there to defend the place they, they they had to go all out just to defend it from uh the wizard king and his group yeah i think that what happened was that he used julius's own because with his key magic he can use other people's magic and because yeah. uh, he even says it at one point that he his own key magic isn't very powerful but it's that he is able to use other people's magic and I think he went back into the past and got those three wizard, other wizard kings from the past and brought them forward. And that's how he, you know, brought them. It was that he used uh, Julius's magic and the magic that was stored in the sword. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly like the fact that he resurrected them and they are all just like I, i'm 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 willing to fight about this and we all agree that the clover kingdom's gotta go and it's just like uh can you talk to the people of clover kingdom first but but now i kind of get it because they some of them have like personal reasons to why they want to destroy the entire kingdom and the other one's just like i'm just here for the freaking ride and all the fighting and it's, and I, I thought that was pretty cool that they did that too so every wizard king had their own personality and then the one wizard queen who dubbed herself the wizard king she was such a bad ass and that's honestly one of my favorite characters that i just met through this movie and she had a epic fight scene with mario leona who is not the captain of the crimson lions but she is the older sister of the captain and those two that that i i feel bad for even saying it's a cat fight that that was two fucking leopards going off on each other <laughs> like that, that that wasn't no cat fight that that was predatory her name, yeah her name is princia funny bunny yeah i wouldn't looked up their names because i i wanted to know like i and i'm laughing at their names because they're all kind of funny uh yeah. the main guy is conrad the main wizard king bad guy is conrad leto uh yeah. then you got edward avalanche <laughs> then princia funny bunny and jester garanderos I, I, I couldn't pronounce not, it either yeah yeah i'm not sure if that should be pronounced a different way but uh yeah i when i was looking these up i kind of noticed something else too that i thought was cool uh english voice cast uh chris sabat plays yami sukihiro uh mm -hmm. yami is you know obviously the captain of the black bulls uh chris sabat 
is like legendary voice actor. He was the English voice actor of Vegeta uh, in you know this show that you guys may have heard of, Dragon Ball Z. Absolutely. Uh, he also he was uh, Julius Louis Armstrong from uh, Full Metal Alchemist. I don't know if you guys ever watched that, but he's like big muscle. Man, you man. Oh gosh, I met him in uh, Texas a long time ago, and I collected this game, Dragon Ball Z uh, trading card game, and so I had these certain ones that were like a special foil. Um, I, they were from a world championship deck, but that's beyond the point. I got him to autograph them, and uh, like Vegeta is my favorite character, always has been. And like my favorite line was when he turned Super Saiyan, and he's like, "I'm the prince of all Saiyans once again." <laughs> and uh, when I met Chris Sabat, I was like, "You know, would you would you do that line?" and dude grabbed a microphone and turned it on and stood up and like over the loudspeaker the whole uh convention going on it was wizard world texas he did that line for me man i got goosebumps like yeah it was badass he had in all my cards he autographed them he personalized them put like little sayings on them and stuff so i was like man that's cool he's a really good guy it was awesome yeah. to meet him. Yeah, I think he comes to Cape Cape Comic Con, doesn't he? Or he comes to Cape Anime, one of those two. I thought he was here like last year. I do not know. I did not make it to that one. So, but uh, I would love to meet him again. It, yeah, was, yeah. it was awesome, you know? I didn't sit and talk to him very long. There was a long line. But uh, even with the long line there waiting to talk to him, at this Wizard World Texas, he took the time to, you know, stand up and do that. And by stand up, it really didn't change how tall he was. He's not a very tall guy. So standing up, sitting down, he was about the same height. It kind of looks like Krillin, who was another voice that he did for a while. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. and I don't mean no disrespect. I like Krillin, man, so don't be mad at me. The Kr Krillin's know. real. <laughs> I give him this props for knocking down Android 18. I'm proud of him. You might not be the dude that takes on Majin Buu and sell and get your dubs, but you you got the dub the way that you're supposed to get a dub. You 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 got the bedroom <laughs> dub. I'm proud of you, son. Did you did that. It? That is the that is the that is probably the finest character in the the whole Dragon Ball world. And she's iconic on so many levels, and I, I don't I don't think I see a whole lot of like I see I see Bulma cosplay, but I see a whole lot more Andro Android eighteen cosplay. I've seen and Bulma, I've seen Android eighteen, I've seen Chi Chi Fidel. It just it just depends on who people prefer. That's Krillin's woman. Yeah, Keep Meredith it. Atkinson was there too that day. I met her too. It's the voice of Android eighteen. The vo the English? Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, her, yeah. Her voice was her voice was hot. I, I still remember it from my childhood. <laughs> I you know, man, I'm not gonna lie. Uh I, I she looked good, but I mean it wasn't like about that at the time, so yeah. You know. 
uh, I'll tell you what caught my eye more than her at the con was the girl walking around in the chainmail armor and yeah. nothing underneath of it. I was like, what? <laughs> Ma'am. Ma'am. Uh, excuse you. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen some great chainmail cosplays. Like when I was in Nashville, there was one person that showed up in the contest and had a whole fully chainmail knight's outfit. I don't know what what she was referencing when she was cosplaying, but it, it was pretty dope that she made it all herself. That that was pretty impressive. That is awesome. Let's see. I oh yeah, I was just I have a buddy that makes chainmail, but you met him the other day, Roy yeah Roy, roy's the man yeah. and shout out to roy as, as well I, I forgot to tag him the other day in that post about everybody's facebook pages and so he could get more support uh but i, I I'll, I'll definitely backtrack on that one later as far as black clover goes as a movie i would definitely recommend it uh if you haven't seen the anime it's only like 130 something episodes so you can catch up in a decent amount of time uh so just so you can have that bond with the black bulls that that's the the, the team of magic knights i believe it's called yes. that that asta is on yeah so if you get to know the black bulls that's all you need to know and but honestly you, i will them. say that if you wanted to just jump into the movie and watch the movie with it being a not part of the storyline that goes on, you can jump into the movie and enjoy the movie just for what it is. Yeah. You will pick up on things that go on and understand how this and that works because everybody that does anything, they explain a little bit about it. So, you know, even if you had no idea what you were watching when you go in, you would still be able to watch this movie and enjoy it. I do believe. Yeah. The, because the Black Bulls, there's there's like at least nine or ten different teams of Magic Knights, and Black Bulls is like the the ugly duckling of all of them. And but these these are all different like mages that have like unique powers to themselves, and they are really good at using them. They've gotten better. Uh, with the help of Captain Yami Sugahiro, who is a great sensei for them and trains the crap out of them every day. And they've been through some live missions together where it's life or death if you don't succeed. And they have so much camaraderie now that it's one of my favorite teams in anime. Absolutely. And they really combine well uh, in the house that they're in with Edward. Yeah. Edward pulls magic from everyone and uses it to power the house that they live in. And it does several things. They show it to be like kind of a all around transformer. It turns into a robot with looks like a bullhead robot at times. Uh, Minotaur, I guess you would say. Uh, yeah. Other times it looks like a spaceship in it. You know, they use gravity magic and shit and fly it around or whatever. Uh, so, you know, it, uh, there's a lot of power within their house. Uh, Vanessa, the witch of the group, has her cat, Rouge, 
who has who is able to adjust what's called the threat of fate. So whenever they're doing anything, her cat Rouge can pull on that threat of fate, and it helps them lean to the good luck side of things. So that if something that can go good, you know, lucky for them, it does. Uh, yeah. They've got oh, Charmy who makes the food. That every time they give their power to Edward to power the ship, she makes a bunch of food, and her food, it, her power makes the food that she makes give everybody else a magic power boost. So yeah. she feeds them, gives them their power, their power back. They give Edward power. They eat. They you know cycle and cycle and cycle. And yeah, it, so it. It's kind of cool the way that they put all their powers together and made everything. Yeah, because it was essentially infinite energy for that thing. So it's just like a me megazord on steroids. Basically. It was like I yeah. I don't agree, Will, but that's okay. It it, it, tur it turns it turns it. Yeah, it, it turns into <laughs> something else. But like, uh, I, I I honestly felt like it, it was kind of like a megazord because from the anime, it's it just. It just fought in in that bipedal position. I just like, all right, that, that's what I dub it. But uh, yeah, Charby's OP, Vanessa's OP, the whole squad is just even the vice captain that we met like at near the end of uh, not, the anime. Yeah, and he's not, and he's in a movie too. Yeah, not that dude. I, am I am I dropping spoilers that nobody's gonna care about from the manga? Is that okay? <laughs> Dude, I've not watched this. You're good. Alright, so Noct has four devils. Like, Asta has one devil that he uses, and yeah. the only semi is able to use his power through most of what we have seen. Noct has a full devil contract with four devils, so uh, like, he's in a, a different level from most of the wizards that we see uh yeah. when when he steps into it so yeah he, he's, he's a beast and he's yami's right hand man this is just like so that tells you what type of beast yami is and yami's yeah. got some feats with him and his sword man it's just like a dark magic that comes out of that sword and he's able to cut time he's he's done a lot of crazy stuff with that sword cut dimensions you know, you say dimensional cut. Yeah, he cut space itself. Dude, there's no limit to it. The, the whole Black Bulls team is is actually a... It probably is the most powerful squad in, in uh, Black Clover. It, honestly, I, if they all I win at each other. I don't know enough of them for, uh, from the other squads to say that. But, I mean, you have if you look at the things that have gone on in the show... They started out with like the whole stars that they uh, compete for, and everybody else had like all these, you know, hundreds of stars, and they had none. And now they're caught up to where everybody else is. So obviously, they have progressed immensely since the beginning of the show. Yeah, I think uh, most of that was because they were like dirtbag mages at, at first and didn't have any like motivation. But then like soon as they recruited Noel and Asa, like their their motivation skyrocketed. 
uh they taking down some of the craziest villains uh and and they've taken down like the biggest threats to clover kingdom together and it's just like between not yami asta and vanessa th- just those four alone like you could you could do a lot of damage in the clover kingdom especially if those four are going up against other magic knights like the top four of every team right like, black black bulls ain't nothing to fuck with that's, that's, you know that's the wu-tang clan yeah did you catch the uh the saying that uh wizard king conrad had uh, he's like my magic is never giving, never giving up. up. Yeah, and it's the same thing that Asta says, and it's the same thing that Naruto says is his ninjutsu. That's that's his ninja path is his uh, ninja way. His ninja way is never giving up. Yes, so I, I, I'm seeing a, a a trend. Do Do you think he might he could potentially be Asta's dad? Like biological, uh, Conrad. He he could. I, we they've we've already met his Asta's mother, but I and enough and I would guess the the devil that he has with him is just a brother. But I don't unless Will is read it in the in the manga. I don't know if the dad has ever been revealed. Yet. I. Man, I'm gonna tell you that I know I read it, but I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure I did. But hang on a second. Will Will, do you know if they revealed Asta's dad yet in the manga? Yeah, yeah, one. I like I said, it, give me just a moment. I'm looking it up. Like Rachita is his mother. Speaking of, eh. Speaking of Wu Tang Clan, guess Wu-Tang. who I met? So Bill, Billy has met Riza. I ended up meeting Method Man. Nice. What? Yeah, I met Method Man in Vegas, and he he was coming in for a concert with Red Man. And I had to. I, I had. I was responsible for letting them in and out, uh, back the backstage area. So I was like, "Yeah, I met my hero <laughs> and my favorite Wu member." No, so I guess it never did say who his dad was. I'm sorry. Yeah, Will was saying the same thing in the comments. <laughs> yeah, Asta's mom is fine as that thing. If y'all haven't met her, just wait. <laughs> just wait till you meet her. And her her story is kind of tragic too, but I I digress. I, I I'm gonna go ahead and give Black Clover Sword of the Wizard King a. I'll give it a I'll give it a solid A. So that that'll be a nine in in my book. An, an eight or a nine? Yeah, I, that, that 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 that's about perfect. <laughs> I, I would say that uh, it was really good, and I would probably give it an, a nine, an eight point five. I'm gonna say eight point five for it. Yeah, eight, I, eight I, I'm nine. Nine is pushing it. Like, 
I, I would say that it, it, it was no Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, in my opinion. I, I think it was really good, but JJK Zero was, uh, you know, that, that better movie than it was for insane. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I had well, to rewatch both of them. It needed more Toto, but it was it, it was better. Absolutely. All JJK needs more Toto, though. Gotta have more Toto. And honestly, more Ghetto, too. But Ghetto's coming just a month from now. So not even yeah, a I, month. I thought for a second there you said Gojo. And I was like, if you said you want more Gojo, Will would be mad at you. Will, Will, Will is a diehard Ghetto fan. And I'm, I'm and I'm leaning towards Ghetto now, too. I, actually, that that was that was who my dude was from the start. Like I, I once I caught up with him in the manga, and that's where I left off. I was like, "That's my villain." Between Ghetto's him and Sakuna, dead. yeah, and it, it's not Ghetto's even a real dead. Him. It's not. It's Kenjaku now. Yeah, it, it, so it's Ghetto's it's body. Even, yeah, it's pseudo yeah. Ghetto, pseudo Ghetto. But I. See, that's why he can't be my favorite. It's because like I don't I don't like Kenjaku. Like I keep having this thought of like this disembodied brain like kind of squirming around trying to jump into people's heads. And I'm like, that's just not nah, I'm not down with that. That's kind of weird. I don't even wanna that's not what this that show should be about. <laughs> yeah. Will was saying something about her magic is I, I don't I don't know if it's canon or not if she can steal magic from you. Asa can nullify, but it would make sense because Conrad can just steal power. So she she's still in, he's still in. So it, it would make a perfect set of parents for Asta. Conrad was stealing power in the movie. Like that he but that's what the sword does. He uses the sword to do it. Cause that's what uh, like to do the thing that he was trying to do in the movie he's using the sword to suck power from the other mages and that's why they said it took that long till dawn to be ready is because that's how long it would take it to suck that much magic up from other people yeah it, it was taking magic from him uh his key magic is what lets him like steal like the specific like grimoire powers from people because he stole noel's right. like water uh power too but he hardly used it so it's but i i i, I respect it too so that it, it could it could be a great matchup for asta's mom i ain't saying it's setting in stone but that's gonna be the theory i run with until the manga reveals who the dad actually is uh, yeah. and the, i mean there's no way to know sure yeah and this, and this is the point where i realize as much of a fan of anime i am i'm nowhere near as knowledgeable or geek the fuck out as you two because i don't know what the hell you guys are talking about right now yeah black black clover you like you really have to be in the kitchen kitchen with them to to be up on what they're doing because there's some anime that I, I i don't understand the language at all like two people could be experts on it and i'd be out to loop i mean black that's clover. what that's I mean, you haven't heard me say much. That's what it felt like. I, I could have fallen asleep and y'all wouldn't have even noticed. But yeah, it's, it's all good. Uh, yeah, we're, I, we're about to skate on to the next topic, mm -hmm. which is another. Well, you're, you're not caught up on Demon Slayer, are you? 
Uh, no, but I plan on it soon. I, I, I'm probably the small percentage that would rather wait for the, all the dub to come out than just watch the sub myself. But yeah, because yeah, the dub isn't bad, but the the sub. <laughs> oh. I know, I know. I just prefer like to hear it from a language I'll understand. Like, and also the subtitles can be a little bit distracting when you're trying to pay attention to the action. True. I know. I know. Tom, I know. Tom, Thomas is. It feels the same too. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll probably just cover Flash uh, this round and then briefly go over what happened when Demon Slayer without completely spoiling it for you guys. And and then that that should do it because so <coughs> just about everything up until Indiana Jones comes out next week. And well, hold on, did you at least want to like talk a little bit about like the the trailer that? we've all been geeking about for the last week now trailer 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 Ta-dum. trailer Dude, i'm the one who told you about it trailer which which trailer was it oh my gosh well what's the mm. one thing that we're all fucking nerds about the one anime are you talking about uh dang it there, there's been a couple trailers been out, but I haven't seen anything that's released within the past Week? seven days. D- yeah. dude, I will paint it on a flag and put a skull and crossbones on it. Please tell me you're getting... Oh, Thank you're talking you. about live action. Yeah, the yes, live action one God. piece. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So slow. I'm sorry, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Billy. No. No, I'm... No, the I'm not for flaming hot. <laughs> don't ask. Please yeah, don't so, ask. I, think, trailer, I thought, thought you would at least want to cover that a little bit. Yeah, we can, but we're like, it, it's getting so close to nine o'clock. It's just like, man, I want to get out of here and get some food. So I'm a, so we'll, we'll probably have to come back around to that. Like we, if we had like our SNN news segment, we could have covered it right there on the spot. I know. Yeah. It, it's like if we sneak up on three hours. I, all the restaurants will be closed and I have to eat like a crumb or something in the house. So I'll, <laughs> So I'm gonna just get get through Flash and Demon Slayer, and then we can call it good for tonight. <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah. So the Flash, uh, man's got to eat. <laughs> so speaking of speed, uh, the Flash came out a couple weeks ago, and we all saw that as a gang of gang of uh, nerds, nerds. And misfits, and. Uh, with comically inclined so that ended up rubbing some people the wrong way um <laughs> i know blake didn't like the cgi and then there are certain things about the movie that uh danny didn't care for me my complaints say flat the, i i didn't want to see ben affleck's ugly ass in the movie i dude <laughs> you know how much i love ben affleck as batman I he, because of Daredevil, I will never forgive him. I've never watched Daredevil's Bat Ben Affleck, but still, yeah, it, it, it was just like it was great. It was the best movie <laughs> ever. Ideas, okay, I love that. Yeah. But, but no, I mean, well, even though apparently the director Andy Muschietti, Muschietti, if that's how you say his last name, he's said that the CGI it was to be intentional, looking that way. Not all of it was great. Some of it I understand, but 
I can't agree that not all the CGI was great, but also kind of like the third act, more so like having to do with like the dark, the dark version of Barry, the Flash. Like they could have definitely done a lot more because we only saw him like at the very end in like one quick little scene, like near the beginning. And that was it. Like if he was supposed to be the re- the villain, like they could have like done a lot more with it. Yeah. Can I can I ask something? Did so people came out and said the CGI sucked. And the director's defense was that we meant for it to suck. But no, but no apparently it was I they, mean, I'm not what was the, the is like we meant for it to be that way. No, well so I don't think they for it to suck. It I don't think that he meant for it to suck. I think it looked Ve- like how we time traveled and just how everything kind of looked when they used CGI, it just looked different. As well as like the CGI they used for like parallel Earths and seeing uh, other Superman, like it just looked different. Like it wasn't terrible, all of it, but still, uh, it just, a, you would if you saw it yourself, you would understand what I'm talking about. They had like an opening scene in the movie too, where Barry goes to Gotham and he tries oh, to, to save babies, save oh babies, and it's nothing but a bunch of baby dolls in this guy. Oh my god! Okay, a CGI so dog like a, and okay, basically like a hospital wing, like a wing of a hospital building is like collapsing, and baby and a room full of babies just like slide out the 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 room, and Barry has to run up and just catch them all, make sure they're all safe, just. One, I was not expecting that thing at all. Like, what the hell? And second, like, <laughs> yeah, the CG, it was, the CGI in that wasn't awful, but still, just like, oh god, like, but uh, it was just, I don't, know, I don't even know. <laughs> I yeah, I just it. didn't care. I had to watch it. it again. I was, was like, just, it was just like the one thing I wasn't expecting out of everything out of that movie that I was not expecting or wanting that. <laughs> I, I go to movies straight for the plot. If the, if the plot sucks, then I go in on all the petty stuff. It's <laughs> oh man! So, but but no, overall I did I did like it wasn't the cinematic experience that we all been hearing about. Like it was like the greatest comic book or DC movie ever. It wasn't the greatest, but it was it was it was really good. It was really good. Top tier comedy. <laughs> but. And despite Top everything that's comedy. happened with, despite everything that's happened with Ezra Miller, all the shit he's pulled, and I do hope and believe that he's getting the help he needs. I really hope so. He actually did a really good job playing two versions of Barry Allen against one another, like two different versions, and he did a really good job of that. Yeah, after seeing this movie, I honestly still believe Grant Gustin is the best Barry we've had. Oh no, I, I agree on that for sure. Grant Gustin is my Flash. Yeah, performance-wise, but the closest to the comics was probably John Wesley's ship. Oh, oh God, yes, the Godfather uh, yeah, of the Flash. Absolutely, uh, and Jay Garrick. I, yeah, I'm and it was him. Jay Garrick in the the CW series. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, but uh, and of course, Michael Keaton like was a great Batman. He was a great return, and yeah, even though even though you didn't like it, Deontay, I loved that we got to see Ben Affleck one more time as Batman. And he actually did a really good job. This that was the Someone, Batman. Was, that yeah. was the Batman I wanted to see. Just like just like riding through the city and glide just gliding and just like grappling everywhere and just 
that was the Batman I wanted to see in his own movie. Like, God damn it, why didn't we ever get that? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people hate that car chase scene. It's just like I, nope. I, I I'm not mad or or happy with it. I I'm didn't. Just, I I'm liked impressed. it. I, mean, I I liked it. I mean, I would need to watch it again just to be sure, but I didn't have an issue with it like at all. And yeah. Yeah, I'm just super impressed that they wrote his script the way that it is because the way that he talked to Barry was kind of Bruce Wayne-y. And he, he talked like Bruce Wayne a lot. He's like my least favorite Bruce Wayne out of all of the actors that have played him. Mm-hmm. But th- for that movie specifically, he he came with it. He, he Personally, Ben Affleck is like my favorite, one of my favorite like Bruce, like Batmans and, and Bruce Wayne. Like Robert Pattinson is one of the best for sure. And Michael Keaton... No, no question. But still, I really like Ben Affleck for sure. Yeah, Ben Ben is probably like one of the the greater Batman's. But as far as like Bruce Bruce, I would say Christian and Christian and probably Keaton. I would at least put Ben Affleck over Christian personally. Yeah. Uh, Sasha Cal, who played Supergirl, she was great. She was fantastic as Supergirl. Even though we didn't get like as much time with her, like she did a fantastic job as Supergirl. They owed her no respect in this movie. <laughs> well, to be fair, we kind of knew that, like this, t- the timeline where she was there, like it wasn't she gonna was... work out. But that does yeah. not mean that we would we could never see her again because it's a different timeline. It, like you never know. And she has and she has had talks with like James Gunn and Peter, Peter Safran about playing Supergirl more because she wants to. We want her to. At least I do here. Well, thanks to Barry, she can actually come back as Mia Kent because she looks or, just like Mia Kent. <laughs> or or Cars or L or whoever, just any version. I know you want her as Mia Kent, but I just I just want a blonde Supergirl because this is like keep the continuity. <laughs> Which, uh, I get I get that, but also blonde with, Barry Allen. I get that, but also like she kind of looked a little bit more like a, like an L because she had like short dark hair. It, it kind of similar to Henry Cavill, which I can understand. But yeah, I mean, for yeah. continuity purposes, she did match Henry. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, like James, you, you know exactly what to do, bro. Just, just yeah, don't. Keep, no, just keep her a Supergirl, and if you really want to dye her hair, I don't care. No, don't just keep stick her. any actor in, in these people's places. It, give give us something that people can just let their guard down about. Like give us a redheaded Wally West. I, I I am not for the the black Wally West at all. Like I, what's wrong with Keanu Reeves but Wally West? Uh it 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 takes away so much from the story because it's already the CW version. I mean, already also, doesn't make any sense because it's like, oh, Barry <laughs> got adopted by a black family, and then Wally West is is Iris's. I mean, yes. they do have a Wallace. They do have a black Wally West in the comics now. They do now because of him. I'm tra- <laughs> yeah. yeah, modeled him, modeled it after him. It's just like, yeah, there's some mm-hmm. characters that I I rather not because Wally West is so popular. And if we're going to get an adult Wally West, uh, there there was there was a guy. I, I I have to I have to look for it later. But there's an actor that I knew would be the perfect Wally West and. I, I was on Google. Later. Yeah, I was in Google looking for like mm-hmm. the great, the best redheaded actors, and I found a dude that was just perfect for him. And that should be that should be James Gunn's Flash. Mm-hmm. Don't don't but, don't don't do Barry again. Get rid of Barry. Use <laughs> Wally. 
to use Wally. But whatever you do, if you're going to use do Batman again, and I know it's not going to be Ben Affleck, as much as I'm going to miss him, do not use George Clooney. I love mm. him, but no. Like, oh my God, Kenny. George Clooney was Batman in the, at the end. Oh, yeah. Did you see? Oh, have you seen The Flash, Kenny? No, no, no. I oh, I'm, I'm very not sorry. worried about it either. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I don't. No. No, the I watch rumors and leaks and don't I don't care about spoilers at all. So good. Okay. Yeah. 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 The and it's bombing the at the box office. A little bit of a, of a like a little bit of an in, like small change where Bruce Wayne became went from Ben Affleck to George Clooney. Yeah. Like oh yeah. my god. And and it has been it's been at least what twenty years or at least fifteen years since Batman and Robin. At yeah, least fifteen. I don't acknowledge which, him as Bruce or which, which, which is the worst Batman movie ever, and he's like the least favorite Batman. I was like, ever. whose idea was this to make him Bruce Wayne? <laughs> I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I love George. He's a great actor, but he does not need to be... I like Val Kilmer more than I did George. Yeah, G George could be literally anybody in DC that you wanted to be, but mm. you made him Bruce Wayne? I don't know. I don't know, but I did... It was it was kind of, it was it was really cool that they brought him back for this. Even though I prefer Ben Affleck, but I thought it was really cool because he's never done. He's only been in the one movie, and now he can say, "I've been Bruce Wayne more than Val Kilmer." He has. <laughs> Honestly, George Clooney. He yeah, he's, Val Kilmer can't catch up. I would have casted him as freaking Felix Faust if I wanted to. Like he he he'll nail anything but Bruce Wayne. I don't know about that, Felix Faust. Yeah. If you want to cast him in DC, it had to be like someone like imposing as well as respected and and just menacing as well. I don't know; it could be anyone. But and I and I read that in order for the Flash to get a sequel, possibly the box office would have to be anywhere near the Batman's takeaway, which was seven hundred million. And this I think movie hasn't still... even broken two hundred million. Yeah, it's bad. There's no hey. I. I love I like this movie. I love it, but it's not gonna do it. And we all know why. It's not gonna happen. Like between like me, Cameron, and all the people that went to go see it, like we sat and just laughed at everything the entire movie. Like But 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 the, the humor was actually really good. Like yeah. really it made us laugh. The humor, the, for the most part, the story, the action, the acting, it was all really good. They made us laugh intentionally, but still like we know why this isn't going to be a hit, and we can blame the star. Yeah, that's probably a ma I think part of the bombing is probably a massive boycott that's on him. Definitely, and and we know that's going to be the issue with Aquaman too. <sighs> God, I'm I'm such a biased Aquaman fan too. I hate to see it fail. Well, I I wanted to work too, but from everything that we've heard, and also Amber heard, even Hero being critically reduced yeah yeah to for for flash and aquaman to be two of my favorite dc characters the very first live action flash movie is bombing well and then aquaman 2 is scheduled to bomb and it's just like well, hey, hey, aquaman, is this? hey aquaman made a billion so at least he's got that and he is a great arthur curry and he really is and despite however much movie this however much money this movie fails to make this is still a great movie for sure and definitely and i do like that we got to see gal gadot as wonder woman one more time 
Oh and yeah, we with, saw some with, with Ben because I think I told Blake this. Maybe not you, but uh, just the one, just the one scene where Diana and Bruce are like, "Hey, hey" to each other. Oh God, you could just feel the chemistry between each other. Them. Uh. Like it, made, I, it made me think. It makes me think every time they're together in a scene of the Justice League version from the cartoon where they were like into each other. That's what I wanted to happen. I. I yeah, because that even though it was brief, it was still pretty fun to to right. anticipate and speculate. Right. I, the, the the very opening scene where they're like rescuing somebody from falling off a bridge, and Gal Gadot uses the lasso of truth. Bruce so grabs it, and he and everybody that's attached to the lasso of truth starts telling the truth. And, and <laughs> that was, Bruce just goes oh god. off. Oh god! Oh yeah, if she could make Bruce just tell all her dark, all his darkest secrets, and be like, "You're mine now." <laughs> yeah. Um, I think she's been in the most movies now. Like in all honesty, she was been in Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman one and two, Justice League, both versions, and Shazam two, and now this. I think she's been in the most. Yeah, up there with me, up there with Jason. What's that? I don't think it was actually Gal Gadot and Shazam too. No, it was it was Gal. She was in Shazam too. Yeah, they they was another woman that wore the suit and they uh, digitally altered and imposed Gal Gadot's face on her. Is what I was told, anyways. I was what a, you know. I know it's her. The end was it that you talk? You referring to the whole movie or just like the opening scene where like uh, Billy is dreaming? That's that's what I would think. Cause, yeah, because there's there's like two completely different gals. Yeah, he had a, he had yeah. a dr- Billy had a dream where he was on a date with Wonder Woman, and when he looks up, he sees the wizard's face, and yeah. at the end, it's actually Wonder Woman. So it has to be her. And then there's a completely different uh, Wonder Woman at the end, and that that's basically Gal Gadot walking on set. Yeah, she lassos uh, like a lightning bolt or something and resurrects uh, Billy Batson. So it's and I was like, oh, okay, respect. I I can dig that. So I don't know. It could be a woman with her face uh, special affected on, but it, it seems as real as it gets. See, and I thought it looked really funny when I saw it, but then, like, I don't remember where it was. was I read something, an article that said something about it, and I was like, Yeah, yeah, if anything, it was probably, yeah if anything, it was probably the dream that, that you're thinking of. The end definitely had Gal Gadot, for sure. Yeah, it, yeah, that was the real deal, Holyfield. Uh, I would say, overall... I would give the Flash movie. I think I gave it a B plus the last time we talked about it, but it could it could be a solid B for me. I, I think I'm gonna go with solid B. I'd say strong seven point five, maybe an eight, like a solid B plus at least for like an actual first Flash movie. Yeah, I'm half tempted to just go ahead and say B minus just because because it's like if I if I scoot it any closer to the A section, it's going to be standing there with greats like across the Spider-Verse and all of those guys. Right, because this is summer for great movies and this is barely making the cut. 
Yeah, and Flash and Flash and Across the Spider Verse are two different leagues right now in, oh, in, yes, in box office sales. Is I think Transformers is doing better than the Flash right now. Yeah, I think I saw that this morning on Facebook too. It was like, oh my god, why is Flash doing that bad? Yeah, yeah, Transformers already made like nearly three hundred million. While the Flash is only broke one hundred seventy-five million. That's man. That's, that's kind of, yeah. That's kind of sad. They need to put some respect on Barry Allen's name, man. <laughs> One live-action movie we get for Barry Allen, and this well, maybe not, maybe not the only, the first. I mean, the if, problematic. If not a sequel, another. Yeah, there'll, there'll be a sequel coming for sure, but it'll be a completely recasted dude. I'm hoping it's Wally. They cast, they just cast Wally and leave Barry alone forever. But if you go with Barry Allen again, get a blonde actor oh my that God. doesn't have a mean reputation towards people. It's like how you feel about a Green Lantern. Don't use Hal Jordan. Use anyone else. Right. And, and honestly, if you're going to use John Stewart, you better not get Idris Elba. John Stewart or Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner for me personally, but I would not be mad with John Stewart. Yeah, I've already nominated my dude for John Stewart. It's Billy Brown. Uh, if you watch Sons of Anarchy, I do not. Uh, he, he's also the cop and uh how to get away with murder if anybody's a fan of that show so billy when, when you see billy brown you see john stewart so you, you you'll take one good look at him and it's a wrap <laughs> but that's all i had for the flash and then we'll go ahead and hop into this final topic uh we won't spoil it too much for you cameron but demon slayer season three swordsmith village arc has just ended like a couple Sundays ago, and it had a hell of a finale. From what I've heard, like the third season has been pretty epic. I mean, the show keeps getting better and better as it goes on. Yeah, the Kimpachi wasn't a huge fan of season three, and I, I actually understand. Yeah, let's let's let's. It was still the there were amazing parts of season three. What I said was that the animation, and in particular, the again the CG animation in this season was not as good as it has been in past seasons. Those fish and and it was for like <laughs> three episodes out of eleven episodes that those fish looked like shit. Like they look like kind of like cutouts hopping around inside the anime. Now, those were pretty much the worst things that were there. But even other spots, I just felt like some of the other 2D animation as well. Uh, aside from when they were doing some of the special moves with the Demon Slayers themselves, like the animation for the swordsmiths and stuff mm -hmm. uh, was not as crisp as like the scenes inside the train during the Mugen train oh, arc. Oh, it, yeah. it just, the, the art itself was not as clean, was not as pretty, was not as, it, it, it drew you in in the Mugen train arc. Whereas this kind of felt like things were bouncing around and I don't know, it just, 
it didn't have the same quality of animation that drew the the same uh and i and i guess it maybe it's ambiance and maybe they were going for something different with that but uh it just it like i said it just it definitely lacked the stories uh i felt like we got in in the storylines we got a lot of backstory for the characters mm -hmm. right absolutely we did right. when it came to the actual fighting it was like okay now it's time to fight i got out of this wham bam thank you ma'am it's over <laughs> yeah the fights were not as extravagant as the cse's entertainment district was and you got some powerful uh, Hashira that's present in in this in this battle too. So right, it's, it's like, supposed to be the Hashiras of love and mist. Yep. Mm -hmm. And and mist is one of he's he's like the top three, honestly, maybe top five. If, really? If, if I'm not reaching, and he's mm. such a nasty dude. He was powerful mm. since he was a kid, and being able to see. Uh, what is his name? Tokito, Tokito, and uh, Kanroji activate their Demon Slayer marks, and then just go berserk on a, a total Upper Moon Demon. Mm. And Ooh. honestly, they could have won that fight solo. I think there was like Kanroji could have won her fight fair and square, but there was so many loopholes and stuff going on with. The dude she was fighting, he got yeah, all these different bodies. She... Yeah. Right, he, he right. Was... I think that she needed Tanjiro to help her know what was going on with that guy. Yeah. There's so yeah, many different heads that they had to cut off. Tanjiro had to cut at least two heads off before they could finally figure out uh, if if Kanroji could get, get, get her kill in. Right, because in, in in the entertainment arc, they had to cut both heads off at the same time. So, yeah, that is kind of getting a little bit trickier. But still, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, he was he was quite a challenge. The the, the other Upper Moon, he's, he's a little bit too high up in the rank for, for what he can do. I, I, I like his ability just a little bit, but mm -hmm. he is not my by any means my favorite Upper Moon. My favorite is still Akaza. Even though he took, like, Rengoku from us, he's still, like, the best we've seen so far. At least oh, I've seen. We're about two arcs away from seeing that. So that's oh. one. Dude, we got the Hashira training arc up next when Season 4 begins. And I think they're going to put Infinity Castle in Season 4 as well. Ooh. So those two arcs are going to be pure chaos. <laughs> pure chaos. Like, we'll... we'll the Hashira training art might be a little bit slow, maybe same pace as Swordsmith Village, but once you get Infinity Castle, all hell breaks loose in Demon Slayer. Oh, man. It, it, I don't it, know anything about it. I've never read anything. I don't read ahead. Like, I know a little bit about what goes on, but uh, it's one of the few that I've stayed anime only on. Yeah, it, it it's 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 honestly not that bad of an experience to be anime only, at least for Demon Slayer. Um, I, I I do think I do I will agree with you that uh, there is some hits uh, to the overall score for Swordsmith Village art because the manga was a lot better uh, executed 
you foldable kind of drop the ball here and there with swordsman village art and adapting it uh but they they handle entertainment district so well so i hope they just recover for it uh with these next two arcs and then we get to see more upper moons die and we'll see some more hashira, hashira die nice so brace yourself for that because this the ending of this entire series is not going to be what you expect you know what's funny is that I know, and that's what I said that I read ahead. I, I, I've not read ahead like the manga, but I, I know I've read a little bit about unknowingly read into parts of things that would go on at the end. And uh, so I know how it ends up. I just don't know how it gets there. Yeah, it's that, that the buildup's going to so, be real nice. Right. I only, right, right. I only know like a little bit, like mostly the basics of like what's been out and like what's coming but i definitely don't, don't know how it ends and i'd rather like keep it that way i don't i want to be surprised yeah it is it, it's, it's worth waiting for for sure uh it some people would go crazy enough to declare it as big three for this generation and i honestly don't have no argument against it well but- I, I don't know whether to say it, I would definitely say it's one of the big three like it, as far as a generation goes although like I don't really think that they do that for each generation of anime but uh, Demon Slayer honestly there's no way to say that it doesn't stand in a league of its own yeah it's right. got the most box office the highest box office sales of any animated movie ever correct legendary mm-hmm. i can believe that like it has beat every other anime movie for sure but i think it's like highest animated movie i'm not i'd have to look that up to be positive but i, I know it holds a couple different records and like that alone says that you know it's a goat yeah it's top it's top two almost every country if it's not number one it's definitely number two right so that's that's how powerful that show is 100 percent. but yeah overall season three swordsmith village arc i i give it a i give it a b minus i'll give it b minus uh just to be able to see uh Tokito and and Missouri in action uh I, that was that was enough for me but they could have paced that better and stopped in the episodes when we needed some juicy information right and then I'm I'm probably well I I, I guess one one more spoiler for Demon Slayer uh I, I was Nezuko conquers the sun in the in the season three finale too so she's able to stand out in the sun it's something in her blood that i won't go too far into detail about that uh what's his name me kibu suji oh muzan kibu suji is after so michael jackson and (laughs) michael jackson is probably going to come for her come straight for her pretty soon and all these events that's coming next is going to lead to his lair the infinity castle that whole arc is just like all out 
all out blood fest. So it's uh, so I, I I we we got we got a lot of death to look forward to now. It's, oh, I, so is that what happened in Nezuko? Because I wasn't quite sure. I didn't look up anything about it, but uh, I wasn't sure she didn't get turned back to human then. Uh, she still kept like her demon powers and her demon form, but she was able to stand in sunlight. And it, it was just like, at first, every every well, at least for the anime onlys, only guys, uh, everybody thought she was dead because she stood out in the sunlight and she couldn't escape. So like everybody cried and freaked out and whatnot. It's like wow, Nezuko right. just got killed off, and then she stands up and walks up behind Tanjiro, Tanjiro while he's crying on the ground because he thought his sister's dead, and she's like she can talk, and it's just like what she got the she got the little pacifier out of her mouth and everything. She still got her demon fangs and demon eyes, but it's like seeing Nezuko talk again in the anime. It hits harder than the manga, that's for sure. Yeah, it definitely did. It's like, dude, that is that is one hell of a finale. Uh, but now we get to see uh, what's his name, Inosuke and Zenitsu again next season. So the boys will be back. That's cool. I'm glad to see them again. Absolutely. Uh, fact fact checker extraordinaire and human relations specialist of comically inclined Ben Stewart has arrived, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I, I know the notifications are kind of like a little wonky and all that. You caught us at like the tail end of the show, but uh, we, we we definitely will have some video footage and we'll make some clips of it too, like to highlight all the good stuff that we talked about. Um, and and will and will call <laughs> call him MJ. Uh, he was talking about Muzan Kibu Suji. Yeah, B B minus sounds about right for Swordsmith Village. Uh, next month it's going to be like an all anime episode because it's not a whole lot of Marvel and DC stuff going down. So. Uh, Ken Pachi, you're more than welcome to come back. I know Cameron will be excited for that, and Will's going to be uh-huh. excited for that. So it's we got between Mashoku Tensei, Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, Bleach, the uh-huh. Second Core, uh, and a whole lot of other great animes just dropping in that same month. I don't even want to into that, man. Okay. Okay. Maybe some of it. (laughs) Next episode, we'll definitely cover Flaming Hot as well. Oh yeah, (laughs) Flaming Hot. He's talking about that time that I filled the bathtub with Flaming Hot Cheetos and laid in it naked, and we all took pics. Right? That's what it was. That's what he's talking about. You can find that on Kimpachi's OnlyFans. So if you, if you only three ninety nine. It's true, three ninety nine a month. You can see them in the bathtub with hot Cheetos. Mm. That doesn't even sound pleasant. Like the way those Cheetos get, and what would it take to get them out? Oof. Especially if they go in any of those wrong holes. Right, mm. right. I'm, okay, yeah, we need to stop talking about this. <laughs> yes. This was a bad idea. <laughs> it, it was fun while it lasted. 
So, uh, did you give your score for uh, Swordsmith Village? No, no, I did not. I would say uh, C plus, B minus. Uh, you know, in the seven point five range. Uh, I I definitely don't think it was their best season, but it wasn't like bad. It just wasn't what I expect as quality from them. Yeah, I expect better. I understand that because those first two seasons set the bar pretty high. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that they relaxed on their whips. They need to bust the whips back out at the animation studio. Mm -hmm. No, actually, I work for animators too hard. I'm just playing, but (laughs) uh, like, uh, but I just think that like maybe they take it slower next time. Give them a few more days. Give them two more episodes to stretch the story out. You know, right. give us more fighting scenes. And, but see there again, that gets into the cost of the animation. It, it seemed like this season, they looked for ways to reduce the cost of the animation. So we got more flashbacks, less fighting, more <laughs> lower, more lower quality cgi they they should have just took it straight out of naruto's playbook because one of the upper moon demons had wooden dragons and it's just like i wonder who's done that done a move similar to that before hashirama (laughs) is like they handled hashirama perfectly it didn't need cgi so they they could have they could have done justice to those upper moons I, i I think that that is my one complaint about season three is the, the upper moons weren't really respected too much, but I, I do appreciate the Gen- Genia appearance and then learning more about the fact that he can eat demons and take their powers temporarily. Like he, man, and then we get to meet the even cooler Hashiros after them. So I, it's a, it's a great series for sure. Yeah. And, and like I said, I'm not saying don't watch the season, just that they could have done better. I, I, yeah. I I'm, I'm used to you, Fodable, doing better than what they did. Yeah, it's just like man, it, entertain entertainment art kind of changed the game for a lot of anime, and then it ended up shooting itself in the foot because it was that when good. He, even with Mugen Train art, the Mugen Shut- Train when the the movie came out. It did things for that anime that has never been done before. So they, you know, they 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 can't let the ball drop now. Right, and the first, the very first season of Demon Slayer too, like the the ending fight with Rui and Tanjiro finding out about the Hinokami Kagura is that that changed the internet forever. That mm-hmm. that's one of the most iconic scenes in, in the anime community. That that yep. that gets talked about, so it's a it, it, they got they got to one up it for these next two or three arcs. Mm-hmm. For sure, they got to bring that fire, especially with Thousand Year Blood War coming out. Oh, uh, like man, let me tell you something. Yeah, that that first core was nasty. This second core is probably going to be just as crazy. Chainsaw Man got a second season. And a movie, a movie. coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Deontay, did you ever catch up on uh, Hell's Paradise? 
I think I should be two episodes behind now. So did you do you think it got better, didn't it? Uh I, I ain't gonna lie, the most recent one I saw, I fell asleep through it. But <laughs> it, dang. Is it, I, I wish they allowed me to memorize like the the tense and like they introduced them one by one with each their different names but you don't really see too much usage outside of them conversating amongst each other so now it's kind of i'm struggling to get to know the villains uh i i i, I still have a re- little respect for gabi maru and um will will likes the the, the two twins um but chobe and his brother yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of it's still kind of a struggle. I, don't, I, I I'm I'm not thirsty for action, but the the story is I needed to deliver more because it's like I don't know if I have a pacing problem with them or or is it just that I I, w- I have to wait too many episodes to get the information that would have helped earlier. I don't I don't know. I do feel like they're playing, and it's something I said to Will earlier today is that i feel like they're playing a long game with that anime like i i feel like they it, it's something that they could have told probably the whole story in 24 or 36 episodes but the the manga was almost 200 uh chapters so you're talking like demon slayer size so they're gonna try and draw it out for or five seasons is what I see. Yeah. So you're be. looking at uh probably sixty to seventy-five episodes at least, maybe more. But uh so I mean that's that's why I feel like they're trying to drag things out a little bit longer, trying to get more out of it. So they're taking things slower than what maybe they should have. I don't know. Yeah, because it's like watching shows like Jujutsu Kaisen and all that and just getting the information that I need without even having to ask for it, like in, in a decent time frame and all that, that that sets the bar high for so many other anime. And like Chainsaw Man did it correctly, too. It's just like I want to I want to join in on the hype for Hell's Paradise, but it's uh, maybe, maybe these next two episodes will push me towards positivity for them but i, I, I would not say oh i'm sorry go ahead oh yeah i would not rank it as high as people are ranking it in this new era of uh anime well i don't think from after watching the episode today episode 12 it did not look to me like it was getting ready to take a seasonal break after this so i don't think it's going to stop i think it's if it's either going to have you know just keep going for another 12 episodes or we're going to get a second core in a few months uh because i don't think it's definitely not going to be done at 12 episodes uh where it's at right now um like i said you're only two episodes behind so I know about where you're at and uh, they're just starting to figure the things out in the, you know, on, on, on the Island. So uh, 
I just feel like things are getting to the point where they can start progressing. We've spent this time learning the players and a little bit about the terrain and about things that are going on. And now we're ready to start progressing through the story. Yeah. So, I, I, I have a suspicion deep in my mind that the manga is significantly better than the anime. This might be this might be the studio's problem on how they're choosing to adapt it versus that the story. Very well could be. Yeah. That that reminds me of like God of High School and the situation they were in with Mappa. Yeah, I I know that a lot of people did not like God of High School. I loved it. Like it, it was, I watched every episode i've watched that so many times like i i watched kind of high school four or five times through fully yeah if i if i rewatched the whole series multiple times i probably it'd probably grow on me but that first watch through was rough because i i couldn't remember characters names for the life of me the way they handled that was kind of full I respect the fact that they got straight to the fighting and and it went crazy on the animation for the fights. But it's like uh, I have to watch it again if my opinion needs to change on it. Uh, like I said, for me, it was just one that I enjoyed. But I heard right after I watched it, like a lot of people, same thing with Tower of God. I liked that. And a lot of other people didn't enjoy that at all. I love so, Tower of God. That was adapted correctly. I really enjoyed it as well. I liked it a lot. I was hoping that both of those would come back. I, I thought Tower of God was coming back. Or maybe there's just rumors floating around that a season two is in the works or something. I'm I'm gonna tell you, I heard that about both of them for years after they came out and it's been a while since i've heard anything about it so i would be surprised if anything did happen with it but i would love to see it happen yeah I, if anything we might get an announcement tomorrow because yeah by the way this is also coming out in july <clears throat> yeah oh that'd be cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> deontay sees the future <sighs> <laughs> but yeah uh that's that's all i got for like these other topics uh did you have anything big coming up with uh black cat soaps and sundries no nah, man we're just we're doing the markets every other weekend out at the uh riverfront market here in cape and then you know the end of september first of october got the cape comic con coming up so yeah You'll be able to you'll be able to shop at Black Cat Soaps and Sundries. Uh, it's, it's like late September, the last week of September, first week of October, uh, yep. and and you also see Saturday Night Nerds there with Comically Inclined. We're all doing a panel and uh, and, and other cool stuff. And uh, I, I was going to go to the riverfront today, but it was so much stuff going on that I couldn't make it. But oh, I, it was so hot out today, man. I'm glad you didn't come out because you'd have just melted. It's all we did the whole day. Yeah, I, I went outside with no sunscreen. 
it. Yep. And, and do you feel it now? Me? Yeah. I'm, uh, you, did you, yeah. How long were you out in the sun with no sunscreen? I said, do you feel it now? Um, Not yet, but fingers crossed, I might start peeling in the morning and not even know it. <laughs> it's like I always find out about sunburns after the peeling begins, and I only got sunburned once. Right, right. Man, I don't I uh I don't get a whole lot of sun, but I guess I get just enough that uh I get a little bit of color to me and then I don't burn too often. So that's good. Nice. Uh, good good and, genes. Yep. So but also, I also try oh, not to go outside. I'm a vampire, so that might help, you know. That, that's that's fair. <laughs> also, Ben Stewart mentions Fan Expo Chicago, so that's where you can catch the Saturday Night Nerds crew at as well. That's like the first week of August. So the first weekend of August, you can you can find our Facebook page at Fan Expo Chicago, and um, so we'll all be there for that weekend. I think it's like four days long, mm-hmm. and Comically Inclined has got a panel, and then. You, you'll you'll see my face up there and will and camera if they can make it as well i should definitely be able to make it yes yeah, so that, that, that's that's gonna be a great time i love me some chicago and uh also episode seven may be announced uh pretty soon um i'm not sure if i'm gonna do anything next sunday uh that's my birthday so at the oh. very least, I'll be watching Musoku Tensei. Ooh, absolutely hot pot. The, the, I, it's, yeah. it's been a while. Uh, I used to do hot pot on the West Coast. Arizona was loaded with them when I was still in the military. And uh, unfortunately, Cape Girardeau has absolutely no hot spot, no hot pots. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so as far as episode seven goes, we're still waiting on the co- confirmation on that one. SNN late nights is going to be the other Saturdays. That's not that's not the same as the the main podcast. Also, we got more Jacobs film perspectives coming. Uh, the next episode, he's going to do like a massive movie coverage. So you'll anybody that's that's available and seen these movies that we haven't covered yet you're more than welcome to jump in and help them cover them uh he's going to go in depth about flash and some others i think he's doing indiana jones too so the the date that that goes live is going to be announced uh pretty soon as well um and then this week coming up we have uh, the, the Indiana Jones Marathon so Comically Inclined and Saturday Night Nerds uh, on Thursday is going to watch the first two Indiana Jones movies together on a watch along and then the Friday we'll watch the other two before we go to the theaters to see Dial of Destiny right on so we'll, we'll, we'll make an announcement about that as well so y'all stay tuned but uh, Cameron you got any, any news for the, the audience I mean, nothing that can wait. No, no, no. I mean, 
everyone's already seen the trailer then just like heard like all the games that we're going to be getting out this fall fall's going to be a good time for gaming for sure and just all the everything that we won't know about disney or marvel until fall september yeah july is going to be like the anime month and like august is just going to be all out balls to the wall star wars dc Marvel. I think something, yeah, I think something going down in Marvel too in August. So it's August is going to be fun. Either that or September for D- Disney D three. Yeah, and that's D three is where they're supposedly announcing the fan ca- Fantastic as Forecast, as well as however many more movies or what's really going on. And maybe we'll get some confirmation on these upcoming Star Wars film too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, so it's right at 9.32-ish. So it's not bad. So we're almost at the three-hour mark. Uh, thank you, everybody, for coming out to see episode six with us. Uh, it was a great show. Thank you, Kimpachi and Cameron, for helping out. Um, shout out to Danny, Blake, and, and Ben for coming through as well. Uh, honestly, like it... We, we might need to figure out how to get Ben in here if we do the do an anime special for next <laughs> month. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Ben will drop some knowledge on us. Probably. Yeah. Danny, Danny knows his anime too, so that, that that'd be that'd be pretty good. Uh, good good topics coming to talk about. <sighs> but yeah, if you guys don't have anything else, then that's it for me too. No. All right. Then. Have a good night, y'all. You yes, guys, sir. thank you for tuning in. This was season three, episode six. Stay nerdy, stay blessed, and I'll catch you guys for the next show. <laughs>